0: And clap sync in three, two, one. Okay. We're into it. All right. And just for those out, out at home listening, um, my mom's in the background. So if we seem tame, um, <laughs> we, we, we've been instructed that it's totally fine to uh, swear, um, even though when I was growing up, we had a swear a jar. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, you, would, you know, you're not the first mom to listen to this podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, so fair play on that. But um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is week two of Element Ring. Uh, we've got a couple people here. We're minus one. We're minus Zoe because she's on vacation this week. Um, but I'm sure she's chomping at the bit to play some more. Um, in fact, I secretly hope she's found a way to play in this exact moment, but I don't know if that's true. Um, but then also we have – so it's me, McCoy. All right. Hi. Got Elena over there.
1: Hello.
0: Uh, James off in the distant Discord. That's me. <laughs> and also Raphael Often the, I guess, less distant discord, but you know. <laughs> Hello.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yes. so
0: we here are some grizzled uh, veterans of this game now at this point. And last week we had a podcast on this and I swear we were all over the place. I was all over the place just because my God, we had played so many hours and it had just come out. It had just been the release weekend. So everyone was discovering it for the first time. And, you know, Raphael played 150 hours at that point. <laughs> <and> so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's just how that goes down Pretty um, close. yeah not, Pretty much. not actually I'm at, I'm at 94 total right now are you really mm-hmm. okay that's so wow. close it's so close to 100 man
2: I, yeah i feel like we should throw a celebration when you hit 100
1: yeah
0: <laughs> in six hours i
2: would say you could, yeah. start, we could <laughs> yeah. start now and if we record for six hours we could do it live
0: that's right because i guess you're leaving the game on in the background right does these hours count probably um I, I guess yeah but yeah so you know i think we're just gonna try for this podcast i mean we'll see we'll jump around that'll be totally fine but I think it's just, you know, if anyone has a particular thing that they're interested in, we'll, we'll jump on that. But also I did want to like kind of splinter into people's experiences, because as we described on the last podcast a little bit, we, we have very varying degrees of Dark Souls player here. You know, mm. for example, James is literally brand new and has heard essentially infinite about this game. And I think at some point during his, you know, 40 hours or so that's been played, right? Like he probably has formed an opinion or two um, that maybe is in context with some of the other opinions that people have essentially forced on fans of this series Mm -hmm. um and then you know Raphael's essentially like actually interestingly enough we talked about this a little bit last episode right like like, has skipped some of the core games like for example three which like is i think really close to this in a lot of ways of course it's i mean nothing is really close to this but it's the closest maybe um Mm -hmm. but yeah and so we'll get to all that um but basically like i just wanted to open with this general question though like is it still fun you know what I mean? You guys mm. still enjoying it? I'm going to call on James first, though. Um,
3: still enjoying it. The second week, right? Fun? Or? Yes. Okay. Super fun. Mm. I am still very much enjoying it. Um, I, I've i definitely, like, slowed down a little bit, but that's because, like, in the first, like, four days, I put many hours into this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and i've put like roughly the same amount in the last like 6 days or whatever um but yeah i mean i'm i'm really enjoying it i'm um having so much fun just like exploring the map and going around doing everything um learning bosses etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah i mean i had a feeling that i would like this game and i was right <laughs> that's fair but like but james you know what i mean like i feel like in some ways you
0: have like a lot of game experience that would be relevant here with like you know 2d side scrollers mm-hmm. that actually have a lot of timing and stuff like that but i mean lots of discussions about whether or not this is the most accessible version of of this game in this series but there's a lot to learn here how have you handled all of that learning right you're, you're basically trying everything essentially for the first time and you might expect it works a certain way but have you just been able to just enjoy it and just end out in the middle of all that chaos or what
3: yeah for sure I mean, um I think that i I'm not taking the the path of like try everything I'm like I'm trying this one build, which is like strength decks, a little bit of health, a little bit of stamina, but like really just strength decks um and uh so I'm not really dipping my toe into any of the magic um <clears throat> which. I don't know. I. It seems like the magic is like super cool, but I felt like I wanted to really like give myself the opportunity to learn like the timing and like the the melee combat of this game. Um, is that to and say really... when to jump attack or? <laughs> <you> feel like <laughs> you? Shut up. Yes. 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 You yes. Should jump I mean, attack. the answer is yes, absolutely. Like when to jump attack is is a large part of the combat in the game but i mean when to roll you know when to block um when to attack uh, all that stuff you know um and uh like just that's a ton and so i i don't feel like i've needed to go into magic to to kind of see a unique experience um but I do definitely like kind of want to try some of these crazy swords that I've gotten. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm entirely ignoring like a large portion of the resources that I'm gathering. Yep. Yeah. Um, not being able to use like the the unique weapons that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That use the I don't know what they're called. They're like somber somber yeah the somber smithing stones yeah Mm -hmm. i i don't know if i'm going to use even one of them like maybe late game i'll find Uh some weapon and finally have some stats you should you
1: should definitely try
3: try some yeah but like i can't use a single weapon that utilizes them so Hmm. so far like yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so that i've gotten at least what i would say james is that like whether or not this was intentional or not I-, I would personally say like to anyone out there who's for some reason on the episode two of like nine of this um and is wondering like <laughs> how to get into this series like the foundation that you're using right there which is just like listen it's combat it's roles it's blocking it's attacking like that foundation is like the core of this series for sure and so I think it's just the best place to start like I'm so happy that's where you started because I feel like Yes, it's true, you're ignoring so much. And in this game, they definitely turned it up really, like, really a lot for all the different, like, other build opportunities there are. And a lot of the magic is so much cooler in this game than it ever was. But still, still, you have to have that foundation. That has to be a part of you. Um, when to Estus. Because then what I'm learning is, so I've been trying a little bit of faith. Um, and you have to, like, bless your weapon and do these sorts of things. What I'm learning is it's like, you start to recognize, like, when are the Estus opportunities? And you start to add in opportunities that you normally would be assessing, that you're instead buffing, and like it's it's just a more complicated way to fight everything, and it's just it's just very simple and elegant the way you have it, and I think it is like the backbone, and absolutely what I recommend to anyone who is new, and I would just like, if if I knew them personally, I would require. <laughs> that you know what i mean because i I really do think it's important um so it's it's awesome i feel like you're doing the exact right thing and it's it's cool to see that there's a lot of the things that are maybe tempting you to try out at some point and you'd want to be able to use but like you are at the foundational level of what this game is and that's that's going to set you up well really well
2: i love that of that list you just gave right of like the essentials for like you know learning when to roll learning when to attack you just left off jump attacks
0: jump attacks mm-hmm. are not essential which
2: we watched james <laughs> put, fight a boss and james has some pretty nice jump attack timing
1: mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i mean my stance on it is if you ever ask yourself should i jump attack the answer is yes
2: i mm. don't <laughs> we've jump attacked like twice ever yeah and i think at least one of those times is because james was watching us and james was like you should really jump attack this guy I like, yeah mm-hmm. i did
0: have one really elegant jump attack yeah i think um but you have to so okay So, Mom, we're going to use you as, like, I want to say, like, the foil, but that could be the incorrect word. But the point is that, like, because you don't know, we'll explain this. What is, what's, why jump attack? Why is that so relevant in this game? Because it's new. Jumping has never existed in any of these games. And to say that is so hilarious because you are literally sitting in a world where jump, which is maybe one of the core foundations
1: of all video games.
2: But also, like, Mm -hmm. the human body. Like, that's one of the things that we can do, right? Humans can jump. Yeah, I mean, jumping
1: is not, like, that central to day-to-day experience
2: really mm-hmm. i think like but like okay if you were like tra- not everybody terrain. teaches
3: like four-year-olds okay jump that is true I, I spend a lot, lot more
2: hat. time jumping than like the average 30 year old but <laughs> i think like if you were gonna like traverse a lot of terrain you would ever jump yeah yeah well yeah sure
0: yeah. um and specifically like it, it has always been sort of silly in these games to like walk up to a like a knee-high ledge and just be like well i guess this is just the end
2: yeah, like I, I, just can't, I just
0: can't go over here. And you know, like we have friends like Keenan Francis who like rock climbs and stuff, and he always just He's just literally just so bothered by that. He's like, dude, dude, come on, that's not even hard. I could fall over that thing and, and land on the other side. <laughs> um, but but this game they they added jumps and they added some other open world things like obviously the the horse as well. And those sorts of things, uh, specifically the jump though, it adds this new element of attacking where you get this sort of like jump and land attack, which actually did previously exist in these games, but you had to fall off of a ledge that was higher than them and land on top of them and that's so much harder to do than just jumping wherever you are and landing on them um so we'll see um I've also been doing some PvP this week uh for fun and jump attacks are really strong at PvP too like just insane range and just oh god but but yeah they're good they also have a lot of stagger damage which is something that's very very relevant in this game it's very much like a Sekiro thing although it's been in the Souls games before um, yeah. Raphael, are you still having fun with it, man? Like, so he, he yeah. is by far away
1: the furthest. Um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm still definitely having fun. I think, like, in the second week of putting this amount of time in, <laughs> I am getting a little bit of fatigue on it. Uh, but mm. I, I kind of have a hard time limit when I'm going to be traveling. and. I see. So I... I'm trying to finish the game before then, but I don't know if that's achievable. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I suppose yeah. it's achievable, but I don't know if it's achievable under the constraints that I, I wish to place on myself. Right. Such as uh, not using the, the magic laser beam strat that seems to be all the rage. There's a couple of magic laser beam
0: strats for sure.
2: There's a magic laser beam strat? <laughs> There's a couple, them. I'm not yeah. on the subreddits for this, so I, I, don't, I haven't
0: yeah, heard about either. it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. It's interesting, you guys. How do you feel about... So we've been trying to navigate spoilers for this game. Mm-hmm. And definitely when it first came out, it was like, you let people experience it. And I still don't necessarily want spoilers for, like, areas exactly or, like, feasts of, of the eyes that you'll see. You know what I mean? This this week, I think, we'll be talking a lot about the sort of, quote, second section, which maybe is the third if you went south first. But it's the... it's If you don't know what Hogwarts is, if that doesn't immediately evoke something to you, then you don't know where we are yet well, <laughs> what's okay. that not fair true that's not fair
2: i just think maybe someone didn't make the connection between the area we're talking about and hogwarts from harry potter which just to be clear like is not in this game but there is an area that is very reminiscent of hogwarts
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah and it's in it's, both like architecture and the fact that it's like basically university mm-hmm. for magic like
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you have even gotten it now, <clears throat>
3: yeah,
0: then you're really it's not after where Godric. We are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it feels like to me, and I was trying to describe it this way as like the the first maybe early game, which lasts a while, is before you beat or like I, let me put it this way: the three gates to mid game, or the second section of the game, in my eyes, are Margaret, 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 and um, <laughs> God, Mar-get. the castle. Yeah, Stormvale Castle, and then Godric. And once you beat godric basically, like, you almost immediately walk out into the second insane area. We're looking at a screenshot right now. It has Hogwarts in it for sure. And it's, it's. I think, the majority of what people spent their time with. Asterisk, maybe Raphael's past this place. Um, but I don't even know where I was going with that other than just say, like, that. I just wanted to talk to people about, like, okay, yeah, sorry, there we go. It was about spoilers, right?
3: So I feel like we... So actually, yeah. you don't need to beat either of these bosses to get there. Yeah, interesting. Right, James, you did um, it without, right? You. I, found I actually got way there before beating Godric as well, like wow. I was just exploring around the I castle. Got, I, got I got there before. I got there before beating Marget. Um How? Uh, there's just a there's a pathway around the castle. Yeah. Um, wow. And horse parkour. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the horse parkour is necessary, but it's it's entirely it <laughs> to get the how experience. You did it. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean. The thing is that, like, when I got there, I was so under-leveled that I basically was like, okay, cool, and left. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you. I mean, you can get behind the castle, um, like, pretty easily. Um, that's how I, like, leveled up my flasks so fast in the early game. Um, was, like, I got back there and I got, like, a couple of different items for that. And then... Hmm left um, so I think kind of like everybody caught up pretty pretty quickly after doing that um, hmm. but yeah I mean it seems like in every situation there's a way around it if you don't want to do that yet yeah um, which is cool I mean I haven't actually <laughs> gone to Hogwarts yet um, partly because I watched McCoy go through it and so I was like, i wanna look at other things, and partly because um I don't know i just i was just chilling in the swamp, yeah, um so i'm I'm currently at the um i i can't remember what it's called in a castle uh behind the swamp, oh uh, oh yeah carrion the manor. yeah, the carrion manor. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have yet to explore that.
2: Yeah, we haven't done it yet. We just ah. we just got the map for that section finally. We've been like looking for it forever.
3: It is fucked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, although not not as fucked up as Kaylid, I think. Kaylid is K-Lid, fucked up. I'm going to show you that. is not okay. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Kaylid's fucked up. Yeah. You know, these games yeah. always have that kind of like bouncing between this like incredible high fantasy that you're just like celebrating the basking you know basking in the light of it and to the like hellish underworld usually it's like yeah. sewers or something like that but in this case yeah it's an entire land that's just infested and awful Um and creative and fun and some people like that sort of I stuff I mean
2: even parts of Stormville were pretty grotesque I'm not a big fan of the grafting situation and like the, all the monsters with a million arms and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, oh you didn't like that no I didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I also enjoy like it. Enjoy Carrion. <laughs> um, yeah, no kidding.
1: I think like actually a lot of the promotional material for the game kind of showed stuff like that. And that actually made me less excited for the game before it came out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, I mean, sure, it's body horror or whatever. I, I know some people really like how that makes them feel. Or maybe like how they don't like that how it makes right, them feel. Right, I don't really understand right. how it works. But for me, it's just like, I don't know. I would rather look at cool things. Yeah. Uh, mm. But to the game's benefit, it has delivered on a lot of cool things as well.
0: Yeah. I think what they try to do in these games is they try to like show you cool things. And then when they feel like you've almost overloaded on cool things, they'll show you disgusting things as a palate cleanser <laughs> to get you back to cool things. <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but I think seriously. That's true. Yeah. No, I
3: think that's true. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah like Dark it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like telling a joke before like punching you in the gut, <laughs> you know in movies in movies in movies, you know it's like oh okay. they'll tell you a joke before something really, really sad happens because oh. right.
2: I thought it was like an then East Coast thing more. that you guys were doing out there as a in real life. I mean that
3: yeah, too. It's like patty cake I mean, that for too. East yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> East Coasters. No, that's it's it's a Boston thing. Yeah, really. it's a Boston yeah. thing. Um, God, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah, it's it's just like the the intense difference makes it even more striking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. And 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 Dark Souls One has like this part where it's like you. It starts. Usually, like, somewhat tame and maybe, like, joyous and sun-like. I mean, there's still, like, intense monsters and craziness. But then they definitely take you into, like, the sewers, into the darkness, into the depths where you got your torch, you're scared. You know, there's very little, like, light and there's just disgusting evil things behind each shadow. And then at the end of that game, spoilers, you fight, like, in this, like, basically incredible castle versus these insanely beautiful, like, elegant knight statues type things in in the, like, ever like setting sun basically and that's how they kind of close it out is just the most beautiful at the end in order to be like you've earned it here again you you've you've climbed Mm. essentially to the top of the mountain because these games really are climbs to the top of mountains and they want it to be hard along the way and they want you to feel like you've earned it when you get there and they don't give it to you that's for sure um we're fighting a dragon right now and it's tough (laughs) it's tough um that's cool um so rafael we, we, you know non spoilery though i guess that's kind of a hard question but like where are you you're like past this area that we're talking about right now right
1: yeah so i mean i think i was trying to get a read on like what is the the level of the areas and right. try to do them in in order um right because, I mean, mainly just so that I don't end up in a situation where I'm, like, super overleveled for mm-hmm. an area that I come back to and I just demolish everything and ignore all the mechanics. Totally. We've um, been having the same fear. Yeah, agreed. So, I mean, I think, like, based on that, it seems like the intended way is to do Limgrave and the area to the south of it. Yep. And then go up to uh, Laernia. Yep. And the lake. Yep. And then come back to Kalid later. Yep. And mm-hmm. actually, there's a section of Kalid which is pretty clearly not intended to be done at that time Hmm. uh, in the north. Hmm. Um, And I'm not sure if it's like you're just supposed to do that after Kalid, or if you're supposed to do it after other areas. I have not yet really moved on to another area. There's still like a few loose ends in Kaled and Laernia that I'm trying to clean up. Are you going for like,
0: all right, I'm in an area, I'm obviously not trying to power level so that everything becomes trivial, but I am trying to get everything, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean, I'm sure I've missed things. There's a lot of mm-hmm. minute details in this game and it's really easy to miss like even quests from NPCs. Um, yeah. I would say actually those are particularly easy to miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I, I've been exploring every opening that i find anyway yeah
2: have you found so far rafael that your your tactic is kind of working like do you still feel appropriately leveled for caleb or Khaled? caleb um even though you've kind of like attempted to 100 percent the sections that came before that
1: yeah okay. um i mean i think yeah i mean caleb was definitely significantly harder than Laernia and i felt the right level for it when i was there Mm -hmm. okay um there were maybe a few of the like cave bosses uh that were a bit easier in caleb than they maybe should have been yeah Uh, but there were also some incredibly infuriating ones
0: sure (laughs) it's an incredible balance that they're trying to strike with this game and so far they've done really well but like you know this is one of the things that they've struggled with throughout the series like i think one of the reasons why people criticize dark souls 2 so much i mean there's plenty of reasons but actually it's the most similar to this game in terms of layout where they give you like teleport really early you go to a bunch of areas it's it's a very like you know you how do i say it's like well the first game was very vertical the second game is very horizontal in terms of like a lot of space that you could actually go and like run to and you'd be running from area to area and so it ended up being a little bit more like this but just a bit more confined if imagine like you knew, like they had this really crazy open world kinda. And then it was like, okay, but it ends in these two doors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every time. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like that question mark. I mean, it's, it's really like, I mean, it was a much older game. And it's much, much less open world. But anyways, like one of the things about that that I think was a, a large criticism was that you could get too strong too quickly if you played it like cautiously and defensive, I would say. You get too strong and you just start to like coast. And so I feel like they've been struggling with that with these games, especially this one. It's gotta be the hardest time to, to balance that ever. Because yeah. I mean there's so much you can you can
1: do or cannot do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I So I think yeah. actually what they were trying to go for with this game was to do all of the above. So it's like you can take a path where you feel appropriately leveled for everything. Or just about everything. Uh, and things are the right level of challenge, but it's also completely feasible to just trivialize a lot of the fights if you choose to do so. Mm-hmm. um Particularly with some of the magic stuff and uh, some of the summons, mm-hmm. you can really make the game a lot easier for yourself if you want to.
0: Yeah, has mm-hmm. anyone been summoning?
1: I haven't been. It's against my religion. Same with jump attacks. Same with horse. <laughs> <powers. laughs> yeah um i've been summoning mm-hmm. in just a couple of fights where it's like multi-enemy fights mm-hmm. uh where it felt like it was probabilistic whether i could survive long enough to whittle down the enemies uh it's like one of the major ones was the i think it's called the the putrid C- crystallians it's like three of them and they're all just going ham on you the entire time they're not even trading off or anything. <laughs> uh yeah. and yeah. Yeah, so I I summoned the jellyfish for that one and let it distract a couple of them for a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The jellyfish, but it, that's it, did basically haven't no damage. I found
3: that fight. Hmm.
0: James, did you find the fight with two
3: statues? Like yes, two yes. dogs basically. That was a really cool fight. Wasn't it? Yeah. It's hard. <clears throat> it's a hard fight for sure. Um I really I was like freaking out <laughs> because you do no damage. Um and then I mean, I don't know, should I so, spoil yeah, the fight? Sure, like sure. the messages came in clutch there.
1: Try oh, critical that hit. was
3: before that was before I had uh gotten the messages, but yeah, I mean, that's what happens is um you you finally like break their armor. Hmm. You you finally break them and then you start dealing damage. It's kind of incredible. Um, that is awesome. Also, they're like crystal. They're made out of like a crystal structure and it starts like cracking uh-huh. as you yeah. break their armor. It's, it's pretty beautiful. Um, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed that like you beat them and then it's like, Cool, you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think that's the demo version of the Crystallians. <laughs> oh. Are there more okay. later? Mm-hmm. Yes. Spoilers. That's, yeah.
3: This is the boss that you're talking about? Gotcha. So, I mean, I, th- yeah. I
1: think they've actually done that with a lot of the bosses, mm-hmm. where they yeah. they sort of have, like, a, an easier version early on, uh, which is not mm. to say that it's usually easy when you first encounter them, right, but it, it right. prepares you to face the harder versions later yeah yeah and i, I feel worked.
2: like they've done that where you can as resident historian but i feel like they've done it throughout this series too with just like yes even just with basic enemy types where you'll frequently fight like one of them kind of on its own somewhere yeah. and then you go to an area you're like oh god there are 10 of them now
0: yeah um they signify it yeah. like it's almost like to them like the changing of the almost like atmosphere or something you know what i mean like when you you start going from someplace and it gets a little bit creepier like you're going into a cave or something it's like Sometimes outside of that cave, they'll just throw, like, a random knight you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And you'll be, like, interesting, and you kind of can learn in that 1v1 way of, like, or at least yeah. lesser way, like, what they do. And then that way you're more prepared with, with larger numbers. For people that, that haven't played these sorts of games, like, and even for, I would say, experienced players, like, the, there is a fundamental balance for 1v1 where it's, like, they have a wind up, an attack, and a wind down for all their moves and you can think to yourself well how much armor do they have how much poise do they have if they're in their wind up for attack if i'm faster if i use my fastest move can i hit them can i stop their move from even starting obviously you're fading is facing a dragon you're not star you're not stopping that dragon um but like you know as a knight you might be able to or especially like a, a mage or something you might be able to hit and interrupt them but then you're thinking and that's what a lot of people do even without necessarily knowing the system they just aggress and if they aggress they hit someone first they're stopping their attacks they feel good um but then obviously like a more safe way of going about it, right, is like they, they do their attack and you look to see is the, is the string, which is the fighting game term for multiple hits, is it over? And if it's over, then they, when they're recovering, they've got that wind down period. Can you hit them? And it creates this like very clear sort of puzzle to solve. And the second you have two or more enemies, that puzzle gets really muddy really fast. Someone can be doing something that technically you should be able to hit them, and potentially you hit them four times when they're doing this. But if the other person is swinging and protecting that person, there is potentially no opportunity to hit them. So then, what do you do? Do you try to figure out a way to bait one of them into attacking and then split them up, or like, what do you try to just like wait for them their openings to align? Like, what do you do? And so, fighting multiple enemies is just like a really, really different problem than one v one. It's a really different problem, and. That can be showcased in, you know, obviously fighting dragons is insanely hard, especially if you're at the right level for it, but that's a one-v-one fight. And that means if you hit your rolls properly, you can beat that thing, even if it's incredibly strong. Um, Theoretically, even if it were to hit you in one and kill you, you could still beat it if you hit the rolls properly. Now, when you're fighting two people, and let's let's like say, you know, theoretically like a boss or a dragon is like the hardest version of a one-v-one fight. There can be like a two-v-one fight that is two much lesser creatures, but it can be insanely hard. Um, And it's just a totally different skill set to manage. So it's something that they love to do in these sorts of games, just throw a bunch at you. And then you've got to think like, well, what what, what do I do? What do I do? How do I find my openings? Is it just a single strike and getting out? Or, Or what do I do? Can I isolate? Can I get one down? And the second you can get it to 1v1 again, it changes everything. Like, okay, now I can win this. Even if like, you know, two thirds or more of your assets was spent fighting the two, the second you get down to one, you're like, okay, okay i can do this i can do this so i don't know if you have you guys been finding that to be true that's definitely like mm-hmm. my experience with yeah. this series for sure it's it's very hard to fight two people very hard
1: yeah 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 and i think often the multi-enemy fights are some of the more frustrating ones mm-hmm. um i don't mean just that they're harder but it like it feels less fair a lot of the time yeah uh not always sometimes they they work out really well and are quite enjoyable yeah it's a different art
0: like how to fight them like baiting their attacks like sometimes like running in into their attack radius getting them to attack then running away getting the other person to chase after you maybe you can get the other person to do a dash something like that like these sorts of things are like it's really hard to actually pull off and some enemies just like don't and what i've learned and this is something did you end up
1: doing the like three crystallian fight? I don't think I've done the three crystallian fight. I don't think we found it yet. No, okay. but I want to. This sounds fun. Uh, Cause yeah, I I would say that fight is kind of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe that. I believe that. Completely. Well, I've been
2: curious to see too if because there are so many different options to make those types of fights easier. Like you can summon other people with the online system. You can summon those spirit friends there's just tons of magic like i was kind of wondering if at some point we would hit a fight that felt like oh you have to do those things to beat this you have to do summoning you have to do yeah like like yeah if we hit one of those it just feels completely impossible without doing some of that other you know those yeah i don't know what to call those things
1: have have you done radon which one's radon the boss of caleb no no we haven't really done
2: we've like done a lot of running through in caleb so we have like we have the map and we have most of the bonfires but we haven't actually cleared much of it caleb's next
0: like essentially caleb's like next on the list for us we're just uh dotting our eyes okay that's that's
1: unfortunate for this podcast because i i had a lot to say about radon Mm. but i should definitely hold on to Mm. it write it down maybe yep I feel like make a note for yeah for next week it's hard we all you get guys there. it's definitely something
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited we could get to there soon um yeah yeah we're still we're still in the sort of like mage area mm-hmm. definitely there's a lot there mm. we just discovered like sort of the en- the end quote unquote of it mm-hmm. or at least the point where it says you can't continue um and you're like okay yeah I need to like do these other things to continue cool. And then apparently there's, like, a secret passageway. And, like, the person who's been reading your handprints the whole time has, like, been telling you about this. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a weird question. Okay. But especially because we have Raphael, our resident lore master, Mm -hmm. on board here. This is the first Dark Souls game, Dark Souls-like game, where I... uh, Okay. I I don't want to, like, bring morality into it. But this is the first one where I've been, like why are we killing these people because some of them (laughs) seem not evil and Mm -hmm. they seem fine and i'm just curious if that's just me or anyone else having the the um the experience of being like these like hunter gatherer guys i don't know why we're mad at them and why they hate us
1: here's an example here's an example right Mm -hmm. when you... you don't have to kill them
2: well okay that's true but they do attack you if you Run past, which I guess is reason enough maybe. Anyways, I feel like some of the enemy types in this are less obviously evil than they have been. in Like, in past games, I was like, these giant rat things, we should definitely kill those. Mm-hmm. And this game just seems like it has more variety and more people. I'm like, we're just going in here and killing off this whole
0: For example. Area. For example. Yeah. Right. At the beginning of this area, you can go to a church that's near you mm-hmm. and you find this guy and he's like, hey, if you... Have an extra key, to the mage's tower, oh, yeah. like the you know Hogwarts. I'd love to go there, and I was trapped out, and I'm a mage. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm new, I'm learning, but I think I'm worthy. Can you let me in? And so then you're like, sure, I'll let you in. So you go, but you're like, let me find the key first. So you go in and you just murder all the mages, yeah. right? Because it's <laughs> it, they're you're, they're the enemies, right? And then you come back like, sure, here's a key, I guess, or something. You know, what I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is a strange concept. <laughs> <laughs> to um to sit with um as a video game player it's an all too it. you know
1: familiar concept yeah um yeah yeah I mean I think I'm I'm aware of this and it's something I I, I think about a little it hasn't really bothered me that much uh, I think it's something I've accepted that's just like this is the way the Dark Souls games yeah work I have also uh, accepted in that it. like yeah these places mm. don't really have people living in them like in general. Yeah. I think this mm-hmm. game actually has done more to give a feeling of like people inhabiting this world than other games have. Um, but there's still very much the sense of like every place you go is just like people prowling to kill things.
0: Yeah. It's very
1: evil.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. But I
0: would mm-hmm. say that it's also um, potentially a bit of the game's mindset as well, which is it's the mindset of, I think a hunter. It reminds me a lot of, of monster hunter actually Mm -hmm. where it's like monster hunter is another japanese game and it's like about slaying these giant beasts and then like you know harvesting resources from them to make your armor but even though you kill them the the fights are very like it's very much like a respect fight like it's like very reverent almost it's like it's a lot of respect is paid and of course the armor that you wear like looks like the creature you know um and the fights take a super long time and it's like it's about like wearing down, like it's a, it's a, it's a war of endurance. Like who can wear down who? Um, and I think about that. I actually want to transition a little bit into the, one of the sections from the previous game that I think we've all played by now that hopefully we can talk about. That's pretty awesome. Was the, I think it was the Sayofra River. So, okay. Remember back yeah. to this, oh, yeah. Raphael, this has been 40 yeah. years from, uh, Sayofra River. River. Yeah. Um. So that place has, I think one of the most like, listen, as a form of respect to you, I will hunt and defeat you, boss, at the end of it.
2: Right, mm-hmm. at the very end, the way you fight the giant spiritual <laughs> yeah. moose.
0: So if you don't know what we're talking about, by the way, and you've already gone past Limgrave, um, unfortunately, you might be a little bit high level But for you, this. Miss,
2: you miss something. But you should
0: really, really go uh, to, and I, we have like a hint for it. I don't
1: know if someone could pull that up. It's like adjacent
2: the sh- to the Erd tree, the, the minor Erd tree in Limgrav. Yeah. well there's a thing there. i will
1: say that as you progress through the game it becomes harder to miss this area interesting because there's mm-hmm. other there's
0: other places that get okay. there yeah we're gonna go back yeah totally um but i would just say like that is a really really awesome spectacle you should definitely go it's very exciting um and it's just it's just, i mean it's just, first of all it's just awesome like you, the elevator takes forever to get down there and you're like going in there like oh my god it's amazing um why is it still going down why is it still going down why is it magical <laughs> yeah it's, for real yeah and then do you see, it's, like, the, like, almost, like, cave painting-esque, like, sort of, like, sky? You know what I mean? Like, the, the, all the, like, you know what I mean? Anyways, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, like, it's this really intense, like, cave area that it just looks so beautiful. And it even has these, like, I don't know, almost, you know, ancient tribal sort of people there that you have to go fight their spirits also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's insanely But cool. just
2: like, then you find those real people out in the world later and you're like well i'm gonna i'm killed your ancestors earlier and now i will kill you <laughs> and it's just
0: yeah. i don't know I, have you heard of
2: video games no i have heard <laughs> of video games and i i have accepted this into my soul i also think like everyone knows like this is a dark souls you know game essentially whatever we were, you know elden souls and the whole point is to go through the world and kill the things in front of you and defeat all the, you know, defeat all the enemies. But I think it's like kind of an interesting twist that I guess because maybe because the story is more fleshed out in this game and because the world is very different and maybe more fleshed out in this game... Right, like previous Dark Souls game, like the story was like some crazy old woman saying some like very crazy things at the beginning of the game, and then you really never understood more than that. And there are YouTube videos of people attempting to explain the entire story, but none of it makes any sense, Mm -hmm. and they don't really know. Um, Whereas like this one, I think they (laughs) brought in. Claim differently, but yeah, I'm sure they think they know, but they don't know. Like, you know, they brought in George R. R. Martin to write the story and, and do the world. And I think it worked, right? There's more story here, clearly. There's NPCs that like tell you story, which wasn't really a thing in the previous games. But at the same time, now we're wandering around this world that feels more alive and fleshed out and like what I don't understand our motivation for killing these poor people, except for that it's a Dark Souls game when we're supposed to. It's really not a big deal. Like we're I'm gonna be fine. I just think it's an interesting point about this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel bad sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, keep in mind, it's also a looting game. And mm-hmm. one of the ways that you can loot is you can, you know, hunt, like, animals that don't even necessarily fight
3: back. Oh, like, we're deer not allowed to do that. <laughs> so you don't get any... Uh, Thin beast bones. Yeah, Thin beast bones.
2: We can have them if, if like, um, you know, like, if a dragon... You know, does the fire thing and kills a whole bunch of like little deer in front of it. We could, we could wander through and scavenge, but we're not purposefully hunting deer.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's funny, multiple people who have played this game that I have told that, I, you know, I'm, quote, not allowed to hunt these creatures while you're watching. I've said, like, you should just, uh, in the middle of the night, like, go and hunt the creatures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because I was like, but you see, like, if there's ever a point in the game where they, like, check you on that, where they say, like, and I see you've killed. Like, it, you know, it's like some sort of, like, elder... Like tribal creature, it's like you've killed a lot of the nature. Like if that happens, then yeah, and you and it's like, well, we haven't killed the nature, so it'll be totally good. And I walk there, and like <laughs> the like... halls just like fill with blood, like along the like, you know what I mean? <laughs> then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. I think. So. I also
2: like, we haven't really needed those resources. If we really needed those resources, we could talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We could hunt in an ethically responsible way.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. It it is also funny to see like this same discussion, I guess, play out in the messages around the animals. They'll be like, bird, don't you dare. Time for jump attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, they
0: would say jump attack. Heathens. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a kill the animals
1: don't think from like AGDQ or something, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and I guess around most of the animals, dog ahead. All animals are dogs. This is something I've learned from Elden Ring. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it turns out when you... Dude, but, but the actual dogs are some of the most frustrating enemies
0: <laughs> no no no. those are ill-omened creatures yeah oh okay so the dogs in this game and in all games are what makes you thankful that you have a shield <laughs> Let's put it that That's part of that way that's true
1: that's a very good point yeah yeah that's the only way to fight so though. like speaking of shields yeah. have any of you tried the buckler for parrying no no and i don't yeah. have it man you you can buy it oh you like at round table hold i think you mentioned that okay i should go consider that should
2: i write this down in our
1: notes well yeah, so is it like bucklers they they basically took parry out of every other shield i know it's still there in some of them mm-hmm. but it's not there compared to the buckler okay hmm. and then they put it in the buckler so okay mom for context
0: parrying <laughs> is in some senses like the highest form of elegance in combat because like <laughs> 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 uh, why, why is that hilarious? <laughs> it's,
2: it's just the way... That, it's the reverence it's, and the way that you say it, it and, like, our knowledge yeah. of you as a person. The, everything behind that of, like, you refuse to use the horse in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no mm-hmm. jump attack to us and it's just, like, mm-hmm. parrying. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, keep well, parrying, keep Parrying in, in, you know, in, in real... In the real world is blocking the... Opponent's attack with the intent of turning that into your own attack, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's not just a block; it's a. Well, I think
1: the f- follow-up
3: attack is the riposte. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like, yeah, it turns out in it's it. Well, it's blocking it with your sword or weapon, whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah.
2: Right. So McCoy, it's it's the highest form of combat.
0: Yeah, we'll see if I do a good job of explaining highest it, but... form of
3: elegance in elegance combat.
0: in combat because you see, like, okay. So I would say the most base traditional form of combat is sword and shield. And the reason why is because the shield can act as a first line of defense against attacks that you haven't seen or don't know very well. So it's like you're facing a new opponent and you have your shields up or you walk into an area and you have your shields up and things like dogs and rats, but even knights will bounce off your shield. And sure, it'll cost you stamina, but especially if you have a shield that blocks uh, overall. Like or at least, sorry, exactly 100% of the physical damage. For the most part, you can take that stamina hit, but it's part of the learning process. It's like, okay, they can do that, I understand now. And for some people that's almost their entire experience of the game. It's it's, it's really how much more of the combat system do they want to engage with. Um, And for instance, some enemies will bounce off your shield and will actually stagger them. So it actually gives you, if you block correctly their attack, then it gives you an opportunity to follow up. And this is a very like, it's very like first level style of strategy. Uh, It's very good. Don't get me wrong. Oh, excuse me. Um, But the thing about it though is if you want to actually take that up to another level, then you're thinking, okay, I'm starting to understand their attacks or I'm starting to react to their attacks. So shield is literally, I can hold it up. Before they've even started attacking, now they're starting, they're giving me all the signs, all the telegraphs that's going to happen, and then I'm holding block the entire time, and they and they hit the shield. So your essentially strategy or play being the crudest form, right, is like, I'm just blocking. That's like, that's your mm-hmm. line of thinking. But you can start to evolve that a bit because there are trade-offs for that. If you block something that's a very big attack, it will burn your stamina, which will mean you ha- will have less fuel to attack back with and potentially even knock you back or it could even break your guard if it's a, such a big attack that it actually breaks your shield if it's dragged dragon or something you might be able to just i might just break your shield right there and you'll be staggered and you'll be flat-footed and they'll catch you with something but then you start to realize okay 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 okay. if i start to understand their attacks even if i don't totally understand exactly what this attack is and everything that can be after it and all of it i'm starting to see there's a bit of a wind up and then there's that release. And if I hit the roll, that's the next. That's the next level. If I hit the roll during that release, I can dodge the damage. And if I dodge the damage, no matter how hard hitting that attack was, if I dodge it, I only spend the stamina for that roll, which is pretty roll, uh, pretty low. And you can get up close to them. You can even roll through the attack, be close to them, and start hitting. This is something I was trying to do with the dragon, and sometimes failing. Um, and so that makes total sense. But parrying is above that still because parrying is literally saying not only do I know the attacks enough to potentially roll them, I'm willing to put more on the line because with a parry, you are actually saying, I'm going to hit this perfect timing when you're when this strike comes in and I am going to cancel out your attack if I do it so perfectly. So it's a very fine window. Someone call it frame perfect. It's a couple of frames for sure and potentially more with the buckler, which is cool. I'll definitely try that. Um, and traditionally, it's been more with the buckler in this in 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 previous games and other just like smaller shields and stuff but the idea is you're not blocking which means if you mess up the timing of this parry you're actually just going to get hit and that's the worst outcome possible and that could put you seriously on the back foot and you could potentially die as a result of that but if you do in fact know their attacks as well as you think you do and you do in fact hit the timing as perfect as you think you do you can actually stop their attack in the middle and if you stop their attack in the middle with a parry it actually puts them in this like defensive stance where you can repost. So that's the name, where you can just, you can critical hit them back. And so it is like the highest form of understanding your opponent's attacks, what's gonna happen and when you need to strike and you're putting the most on the line for it, but as a result, you get the most reward. So highest risk, high re- highest reward. Um,
2: plus it makes a super cool noise it
0: does mm-hmm. it really it does we'll show you later um, I say as I confidently claim that I will be able to parry at least one time within the hour um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah definitely definitely try the buckler thank you
0: and they saw that at the the round table just from the, 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 the merchant there the, the two people
1: yeah the, the one that accepts the bell bearings I
0: think I think I got a bell bearing you guys have you guys gotten them before
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah okay no you, you should be getting bell bearings. So, can
0: you talk to us a little? Here's what I'm saying, guys. In terms of spoilers, mm. I think we should potentially lift some of the restrictions now. Just
2: open it up a little bit. We
0: should open it up a little bit in terms of maybe we should s- share some knowledge when it comes to systems here. Um, okay. And here's what I mean. So, oh, sorry.
1: Oh, okay. yeah. I was just gonna explain bell bearings, but yeah, go no, ahead and, first.
0: and we'll get to there. But I'd like to like essentially just like wander around a point for like 40 minutes before mm-hmm. we get there. Okay. Okay. Um, Everyone settle in. Sounds good. <laughs> No, but for example, right, um, Zoe was on vacation this week, and so she's far behind, and I, th- I felt it appropriate to describe a couple of things to her that are systems that might technically be system spoilers, but I thought to myself, these are things we should equip someone with. So I think it's time that maybe we do some systems uh, learning with each other. Things like you should be looking for churches. Because churches are where you get estes flask materials, and those are for your health potion, and those are incredibly important. if you James
2: knows to... this very well.
0: Very well. And in fact, James, yeah. I thought you might have hinted at potentially more estes shards that I haven't necessarily found on the way, the secret way, into this area. So I might try to look for that. Um, but anyways, what I'm saying, though, is, right, that's something you should know. Another thing you should know is that erd trees, minor erd trees, specifically give you uh the materials that you need to to mix in your flask of wondrous physic or physique physique i don't think it's physique though it's physic it's physic it's It's not physique 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 is a real world and it's not spelled that way
2: i know but is any word spelled that way
3: yeah Mm. (laughs) (laughs) if you want to share your
2: opinion on whether we should say it physic or physique you can write in at tyranny at thumbs gmail.com that's
3: fair I think it's just a just a ye olde spelling of physics. Okay, okay. Oh, physics. I see. I mean, of physics. Yeah. I want it to be physique though. Yeah, that's. Mom that, <laughs> shaking head mama <laughs> <she's ignorant
2: laughs> me. I just think it's more fun to say flask of wondrous physique.
3: I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But um, you know, for you, it can be. That's all right.
2: But
0: yes, okay. This is a great meme that Raphael <laughs> showed. It's it's a monkey, and then it's a monkey looking at one of these like, uh, like glowing like magical tree roots that feel like the <laughs> smallest of the earth trees. And it's like neuron activation, which is essentially just to say like monkey sees this Estes Flask resource, monkey goes and gets that regardless of how far away it yeah. is. And I think that's actually yeah. a tenet of <laughs> that is true. Maybe, maybe this isn't yeah. necessarily a systems thing, but it's something that I think the three of us are particularly familiar with. Maybe the four of us, even mm-hmm. Elena, you as well. Thank you. But it's like if you see something like this in the distance, you should run over there, dude. Like even if the monsters between you and there are really strong, you should try to run past them and see if you can get this because it's sure, you may lose some souls along the way. Maybe you level first if you're nervous, you know, you level, you spend your souls, but these things are are life-changing. You should go get them um, and hunt for them. And if you're like James, you can get them a ton early by exploring. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so, okay. That was all the same. And there's a couple more things, and we can talk about them, like the systems that we should all be aware of.
1: Um, but yeah, talk to us about this one, Raphael. What's, what's the deal? Okay, so bell bearings are a mechanic for unlocking new things in shops, basically. Oh. So it's analogous to finding a new merchant, um, but there's a merchant at Roundtable Hold that accepts these bell bearing items, and it unlocks new things in their shop and makes them renewable, generally. Hmm. Oh. Um, it's also coupled with a related mechanic that is also bell bearings, which is if a merchant dies, it drop. I don't, I don't know if this is true of all merchants, but some of the merchants I've had have dropped bell bearings when they die. And then you can reaccess their shop through this character. I see.
2: You've been uh, killing a lot of merchants, Raphael?
1: Mm. No, they just die on their own. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, actually... No, uh, so this is actually one of the things that I was uh, thinking about when I was saying, like, the world feels more lived in, Mm -hmm. in this game. And that, like, the NPCs, they give you the sense that, like, they've got their own stuff going on. Uh, So they'll be like, yo, just heads up, like, a really cool person is visiting this land and I want to go and get his autograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that.
2: We have a guy who recently. Uh, Dude, the second out.
0: someone said that and I was but, like, excuse me, and I popped all my <laughs> souls and I was like, I'm buying everything you have because yep. the last <laughs> time we we'll see you.
1: But yeah, they also just go off and die. So mm. Okay, but so you get it from the merchants? Like how else do you get the the bells? Uh so I think some of them are actually just like in chests or like mm. specific locations. Uh some of them are drops from specific bosses um some of which are very hard to find okay i think it's really they're really designed for you to be collaborating with a community to like be like yo i found out that if you go to this one place and you wait for nightfall yeah it gets real spooky
0: yeah Mm. i actually found one of those because okay so fun fact elena and i've been playing this game together That's not the fun fact. Yeah. The fun fact is that during the day. I don't play this by
2: myself. I don't have the skill level required.
0: I think you (laughs) could try this one. It's an open world game. I think there's like something. Actually,
2: this one I could summon. Actually, I could just summon all of you. I've also considered that. I've been like, Elena plays Elden Ring, (laughs) but if I have to fight a big boss that I can't beat, everyone else is required to sign on and come help.
0: I I did think you guys, like, (laughs) would we want to all, like, roll new characters and just, like, roll, like, together in co-op? I don't even know if that's realistic, but, like.
2: Anyways, side maybe. tangent.
3: Um, Might be fun, yeah. yeah. But I, yes,
2: we play this game together, and so while I am at work during the day, McCoy has to entertain himself in other ways with this game because he's he can't just go off and beat bosses without me.
0: Some people birdwatch. Uh huh. You know. Um, you don't birdwatch. But, but what I do instead is I sit there and I try to create tasks that are things that would maybe be less interesting. I mean, okay, Mom. I don't do this all the time, but it's true that (laughs) during this particular, yes, I obviously like do actual work and stuff. But 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 for this particular, this is an event. This is a gamer event. This is some real serious stuff. This Mm -hmm. is like our Olympics, maybe or something. I don't know. You know, it only comes every four years, probably. I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I've been trying to figure out tasks. So then I, like, create a list of things that Elena doesn't like as much. And one of the things she doesn't like as much is, like, inventory management necessarily. Although you love, like, looting, but it's not that. It's like, oh, this stat is slightly better than that. So, you know, it's like the sort of yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you can do without me. And for me, for example, one of the things I was trying to do this week was I was trying to say, okay, I found these shields that have the skill, colon, no skill. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's the skill is no skill. And I was like, wow, what does that mean? And what it means is it takes the skill from your right-handed weapon, which means when you go from two-handed to one-handed which i you didn't see me but i i did he um, did a
2: really nice hand movement to to show to yeah showcase it yeah but
0: the point is that when you do that you're made for audio thank you yeah exactly <laughs> um let's watch a trailer together <laughs> but anyways okay no <laughs> um but yeah like so anyways when you do that your l2 which is like your super move that thing stays the same between your two different movesets and that's a very nice thing for me um And I understand, and I was talking to Tyler a little bit about this, he's like, okay, that's really good. It's helpful for you to simplify your moveset, but it also, it sort of stops your ability to have, like, one extra trick up your sleeve if you're doing that for PvP to try to surprise someone, which is interesting to think about. But at least for PvE, where I'm not surprising any creature because they're AI, um, it's nice to have consistency of moveset so I know what I'm doing. But I was thinking, I've found some cool Ashes of War, they're called, skills. I've found some cool skills for shields, but I'm afraid to put them on any of my shields because... I don't have yet the skill, no skill. Do you know what I'm
1: saying? I, you know what I'm saying? Like that, mm. that, that's a, such a gamer oh. thing to say. You, So there is nothing blocking you from getting that. Exactly. And I did get it
0: because I went to the guy who sells all the Ashes of War and I thought, well, I should at least check here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy in a shack somewhere that sells Ashes of War and he did in fact have no skill. But first what he had... Was I accidentally went there at night, which it wasn't an accident, it was just the the nature of what happened. And he, what he mm-hmm. instead yeah. has is a giant guy with a huge sword that is a boss and attacks you immediately. And I was like, Oh, and so I'm saying that all because Raphael was talking about like the community yeah. might find so that yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is one of the bosses that I was referring to. Yep, does he give you a bell? Wait, 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 he does. is it the guy that sells the Ashes of War? He's the boss,
0: no, no. no, no, no he just miraculously Uh, doesn't show up at night for some reason and in his place
1: is this giant dude who you fight He just like goes i have a bad feeling about this place i'm gonna go take a walk and then while he's taking a walk this boss shows up (laughs) and and destroys you and then is
2: that really what he says does it no 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 this
1: is like me writing his story in the pages that i have not read.
2: bummer i really thought that i i was i was full <laughs> in on that yeah, i was like good. wait so rafael if, if you stand there and listen to him he really says i have a bad feeling about this yeah that's great
0: yeah and so then what really happens is he just this giant boss attacks you and fair mm-hmm. enough you fight him and then i'm sitting there going like do i just turn my computer off so Elena yeah can see i got this? a text like... at
2: work being like i'm really sorry i was trying to do some inventory stuff but i went to this place at night and now i'm fighting a boss and <laughs> it's like <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so you know, you you know you summon the holy magic and you put that guy down. Mm-hmm. Um with reference, right? Um and then yeah, so then you do that and then the merchant just <laughs> just shows up the next day like, "Hey, what's up?" And he doesn't even have a word of dialogue to like suggest anything happened. You're just sitting there a little shell-shocked and he's just in there like, "So you want ashes of war, bro?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'll buy everything. Thanks." Um
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's actually James. You should go to the Ashes War guy at midnight and fight that guy. Yeah. Okay. And there's another tip right. I'll, I'll drop too because someone told me this also that. Wait, actually, James, you told me this.
3: Yeah. Do you want to talk about Probably. it? The the Black Knight. Oh yeah, the Black Knight. Yeah. So if you go to the um. Uh the the castle is it Morn lorn i don't know uh, Morn. okay down yeah, su- yeah, okay. Morn, south down I mean, south yeah yeah the ramparts at night um there is a i don't know i, I don't remember what it's called like black knight nightmare night something yeah he's uh all all in black armor yeah with a with a like a a flail um, yeah, and
2: his horse has a sheet over his
3: head. Yeah, a yeah, sheep. a horse with with a, with a black sheet. It's a black horse with a black sheet over mm-hmm. it. It's a vibe. Um, <laughs> How modern of you! <laughs> and um, it's it's a it's a pretty cool fight. Um, you you got to get on your horse for it though, like for real. Um, yeah. by the way, house and, rules: if uh, they're on horse, you're allowed to be on horse. Because
2: no one else needs to follow, but we do. The
3: current, the current boss uh, that I'm on is on a horse, and you're not allowed on your horse. And it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a fight. Mm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and then you get from that black knight, you get this like perfect guard move, which is kind of insane. Mm. Um, you like put it on a shield, and you can like block almost anything and like stagger bosses it's kind of insane um so i've been using that forever since (laughs) yeah
0: i was about to say like so i haven't used it yet but it was recommended for the kind of like faith paladin build that i have um but i haven't but i hadn't found it i didn't know what it was i just i just heard of the
3: concept so it's good Mm. yeah it's yeah it's very good um it I mean, you'll still use stamina to block for sure, but um, you can, like, break combos of certain enemies, of of all enemies up to and including some bosses. That's crazy. Um, yeah. You guys,
0: I was watching James. Actually, Raphael might have been there too. We were watching James fight this boss that I think I want to say is in South, you know? That content, sure. yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah, the Leonin, yes, yes. And this was such an awesome fight to watch James like learn because it felt like it went the perfect way that you would expect like a Dark Souls style fight to go. Where at first, James is like trying to learn his oh, actually, okay, no, at first, James walks in disrespectful because that's just James's style. He's like, Oh, can I just like Super Mario bonk you on the head with jumping attacks? and he tried that a bit. But before you learn his, the enemy's attacks, like you can't necessarily do that. There's a bunch of ways that they'll seemingly faint. And dude, this game is full of faints, like full of yeah. raising their sword and then oh, attack, right? See that that extra pause? You already rolled, bro, didn't you? You know what I mean? In your head? Like that sort of thing. Cause I'm rolling constantly mm-hmm. too early. Um, but you started like admittedly disrespectful, which is good. You're trying to limit test, right? You're trying to see what you can get away with. And that's a very important part of the learning process. Um, but then you started to get timid. Like, hold on. Like, I need to figure this guy out. And I think that's also respectful where you're trying to figure out where your damage opportunities are. And 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 then this boss is so fast and so aggressive and so powerful. It's putting you on the back foot. And at some point, you hit this boss with an unnamed attack that might've been jumping um, or a, a, a charged power attack. And they flinched a bit. And it was like, we all were watching that. Like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was a flinch, I think. This boss might be flinchable actually you might be able to put the aggression on and then watching you gain confidence as you started to hit this boss harder started to like try to stop some of his damage phases with bigger attacks as you started to keep the pressure on hit rolls in order to find yourself at a position where you can continue to hit him when he's weak and just keep that pressure on it all of a sudden you got the repost, right you knocked this this guy onto the ground for a second where you could actually get the repost on him and that that moment unlocked this like fire in James's eyes, I, I mean, of course, I can't see his eyes, but I could see his eyes. You right, sense it. he had the frenzy, you know, the, the madness um, from this game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good and, reference. And but the point is, like, that was such an interesting trajectory to watch, and I just feel like it really shows, like, this game allows you, to, if you keep the pressure on, you can break people, and that is something that has been in Dark Souls before, but is I think best uh, signified or best represented by uh, Sekiro which is one that a lot of people skipped because they thought the art style of this doesn't look that cool or whatever else reason. Um, But Sekiro is all about keeping the pressure on. And someday we'll get into like a long lecture on Sekiro because it's truly incredible. And it is honestly one of my favorite combat systems these guys have ever made, ever. It's so fun because it is about keeping the pressure on and breaking people's guard like this. But they kind of added it into this game and watching people sort of gravitate towards that and gain confidence to go for that. It's such an exciting thing to see that confidence can actually end up winning you the fight. Like it's such a cool thing. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to shout that out cause it was mm-hmm. super fun to watch. James is a very confident player, potentially too confident. James, how do you feel about that? Are you
3: getting beat down a little bit or, or, or are you still? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that my, like my style is like, just go for things until it doesn't work. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's starting to not work as well, but you know, it's it it depends on the context. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that I'm like not really afraid to die a bunch of times, um, or at all in most cases, and um, that that treats me well often, but also can. Can bite me. Uh you know. Um yeah, I think I think I am overconfident for sure. Uh <laughs> and I think I think that that sometimes I'll go into a boss and like be very careful and do really well the first time mm. and then be like, all right, let's try and push boundaries and then like die thirty times trying to get back there. Right. You know. Um
1: yeah, I mean I think yeah doing well one of the early times and then as you're actually trying to figure out the fight doing significantly worse for a while uh that seems to be a a common trajectory for me as well yeah that's what i tell mccoy and other people i've talked to whenever
2: he's doing poorly it's like i feel like there is like a like a bell curve i don't know it's not a bell curve but like some kind of curve to boss fighting in dark souls where like you do really well the first couple times and then you just really suck for a while and Mm. then like right at the lowest point seems like then all of a sudden you beat the boss
0: yeah and actually mm-hmm. so this is one of the reasons why I think it's like really all up to style like personal style because a lot of people have different approaches to, to, to how they do these sorts of fights like like you saw us fight some, some dragons earlier um, and we were consistently bringing that dragon's health lower and lower and lower and we were learning about moves and my mom was even shout out to my mom shouting out things like tails coming which is true <laughs> <laughs> respect it was coming um, but the thing is like what do people do in order to get over the the hump or potentially the plateau, whichever way you want to describe it, where you're like sitting there and you, God, you're just, they're at, you know, one third health every time and you just can't quite beat them, what do you do? And many people do many different things. Like for instance, people take breaks. Sometimes they go to bed, right? I mean, this is a concept of, of just learning in general, right? Yeah. And so there's all sorts of stuff. Um, and one of the, the tactics that I use that I think is... Um, both good and bad is the power through where I will literally see a plateau where everyone else is like, take a break. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Don't worry. And it just like, and I'll just keep going through. And it's actually really interesting. Cause it reminds me of this story that I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before, but about, I want to say it was like Bobby Fisher or something. He was a chess champion. And he talked about how he, he would learn to focus for chess, like championships and, and he was incredibly good at focusing for long periods of time, like hours and hours and hours at a time. But he couldn't beat the Russians because they would break his focus. The coach would be sitting there with a mirror in the back, shining lights into his eyes. Okay. Or the the competitor would be kicking his shins Man. under the table to try to break his focus. And so he learned that you could actually do a different type of focus, which I have not yet tried to achieve, but it's just interesting if we're having this discussion of like, what is your tactic of focus here? How do you break those uh, plateaus? He talked about learning a style of focus where you would basically have a bunch of things going on in your mind at once, right? That's what focus is, right? You're trying to keep all these different things, all these different moves in your head. You're trying to keep it all like limber, right? It's also in your body and your muscles too. But then what he would do is he would practice taking a break every like five minutes, a really short amount of time. He would practice taking a break, doing something totally different, and then coming back, seeing if he could resurrect all of that focus. And he would train the muscle of resurrecting his focus so that someone could shine a light in his eyes, break his focus, and then he could come straight back, which is a really incredible and impressive thing that I have never attempted to do. I am on the old school style where I just like power through with focus. Um, And it's interesting because you think you've run out of t- tactics and tools and taking a break is valuable, certainly. But where I take a break is much, much later. It reminds me of long distance running is what I'd actually describe it as. Cause in long distance running, you're sitting there and it's like you've been running for 20 minutes and you're like, this really sucks, I'm done, this sucks. And then you get to like 40 minutes and you're like, wait, I feel better at 40 minutes than I did at 20 minutes. It doesn't make any sense. But the thing is, no one actually gets to 40 minutes because they stopped at the 20 minute hurdle because they're like, this sucks. And so that's something that I play with a lot in this game is trying to push through. But, but I don't mean to say that's the right tactic. I just mean to say, this game teaches you how to figure out what tactic works best for you. Is it a break? Is it go to sleep? Is it eat dinner? Is it go for a walk? I've definitely gone for walks. I've definitely gone for walks, if not around the house or just around the neighborhood to try to be like centering myself. Okay, okay, what's happening? You're not seeing the tail attack every time. You're greeting for that last strike. It's not working. What do you do? And I just really enjoy that that process. And in fact, in that way, I will say, what's really interesting is that I've watched Raphael play some of this game and I've watched James play some of this game. And I've definitely watched Raphael play a lot of Hollow Knight. And I look at, and it's like, I actually realize that if I were to compare myself to you guys skill-wise, like I'm actually much, much less skilled. Like I fall, like my reaction times are a little slower. Like I fall to some of these dodges that I know are there that I should be hitting some of these attacks, I should say. I faulted them a lot, um, but what's really, really been a, like a lot of fun, and I hope that we can do it in this next week too. It's just I just want to watch you guys boss fight more because secretly, you guys, people who are listening, don't know these guys are hella good.
2: James is hella good. I actually, I in fact, <laughs> wait before we went to bed last night, I think I was talking to McCoy, I was like, I just want to watch Raphael play because I yeah, haven't Raphael. Yeah. I haven't actually please, seen you play please, at Raphael, all. Please Raphael, we got a, we got on time.
1: Let's do it right. But. I mean, we could do it. We we'll, could we'll do it. <laughs> well, we'll guys, it.
2: If, but, um, but I was definitely talking about, I think, James, the first time we saw you, I don't, I think, I've seen James play, like, platformers not anything like this. And I remember watching James playing and being like, McCoy, Wow. McCoy, James is hella good. He's hella like, good. He's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's really funny to, like, watch everybody. It's just... I feel like Dark Souls 2 is, like, one of those, like, really storied games that everybody knows about, right? And it's, like, this big combat system. And these boss battles are these huge, epic, like, well-known things in video games of, like, these massive challenges. And it's just really fun to watch your friends play them and, like, just see see how they deal with it and see what they do. Because it is it is funny. Like, everyone has their own style, right? Like, James's way has, like, this, like, swagger and is much more confident and does jump attacks. And McCoy is, like, very deliberate. Yep. And then at the very end, he gets super greedy, and you have to like remind him like <laughs> if you do that, you will die. In the past twenty minutes of this fight, will be for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a fun part of these games to like see how everyone has their own personality and how they approach them.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I I love everything about that because it's just it, it really does show that. And and keep in mind, we don't even have drastically different builds either it's it's difference Mm -hmm. in play style within the core framework i mean maybe i have a bit of faith here and there and maybe Raphael has twin blades which are sick are you still using those by the way
1: uh yeah i'm i'm starting to try to transition off i well i guess i've diversified twin blades are still my like main Mm -hmm. weapon Mm -hmm. but Mm. actually i think the thing that i've done most in the past week has been trying to identify like what actually is the strong like the strongest way to fight this enemy like is it going to be fire damage is it strike Mm -hmm. does this should i be parrying uh Mm. do i put the shield away for this enemy and just two hand and roll that um and so i've been really like trying to switch it up for each enemy based on what seems to work best i
0: love that that is such a joyous hunt and
1: pursuit is like
0: which type of damage like i feel the same way about armor as well like i'm sitting there yeah. being like okay these are mages so i'm putting out my mage robes so right. that i have higher defense against magic and you know and like that stuff really matters in this game it really does give you the edge
1: yeah i think the well i did a bunch of experimentation with armor and i think i have i mean approximately cracked the formula okay. um and armor does not matter that is it much. just nudity
2: <laughs> all the time because that's my my favorite way
1: uh well so it does make a difference so by my estimation like using the the best heavy set which weighs like 38 yeah mm-hmm. weight uh the difference between that and like a best medium set which is like 20 uh i think i took eight percent more damage with the medium set hmm. so by my calculations as long as your vigor Health. is not above 40 yeah uh you would be better off putting those points in vigor instead of endurance to wear the armor
0: right and so that so basically like and i th- so keep in mind the the idea of armor in these games is two twofold concepts of like balance one is weight which you're just describing right now so it's like there is a build, and for instance, Adam always flirted with this, where he was like, what if I just put on the heaviest armor ever and had insane poise, it could never be interrupted? Because that's the thing you've got to factor in. There's a poise difference, and that poise difference is yeah. interesting. Because it means so you can just swing. I couldn't really factor in the you poise. You can't. It's uh,
1: enemy-dependent. How did
2: that make you feel, Raphael, that you couldn't factor in the poise?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm rolling medium armor, and I'm seeing, like, does the decreased poise, like, change things? Mm-hmm. And so far, Mm. not really.
0: Especially if you hit your
1: rolls. But yeah, so I I was mostly trying to figure out an equivalence between like if I'm choosing to put points in endurance so that I can wear heavier armor or I'm choosing to put that in vitality so I have more health. Uh, What's better and... or Sorry, vigor. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it's vigor all the way, at least until there's a soft cap at a vigor of 40 Okay. where the... Returns sharply diminish.
0: I see. That's really interesting. So then I think what that's suggesting is I would imagine your formula is useful for, I would say the average player, the average build. I would Mm -hmm. say the majority of builds that values. I think they probably, I haven't tested it and I haven't necessarily seen it in the wild either, but there's always been this mythical build in these games where someone puts on so much heavy armor that they actually can't roll. And they don't even care because they put up so much health that it's true you're hitting them, but they have so much armor and so much health that they basically don't die to any of your attacks but they also don't flinch either and then they basically swing a giant weapon at you which you cannot stop and so that's a totally different thing and not what we're going for mm-hmm. at all um, but is like a weird novelty that is always very existed impractical
2: for like day-to-day adventuring
1: that's that's the Havel approach right yeah 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 Havel. Yeah. Hovel. Hovel. he So he's from Dark Souls
0: 1. He has a ring. An equipment road ring. Yes, he's very... He's, exactly. Sorry,
2: I'm I'm looking at McCoy and I have my arms out like a sumo wrestler kind of thing. So I was like, is that the right guy?
0: It yeah. is the right guy. Cool. Yes. Yes. And so that's always like a mythical build, but I don't think that's what any of us are going for. And as a result, yeah, I think no. your calculations probably work for what we're going for.
1: Yeah, I think what had happened is I'd sort of been following the incremental improvement approach. It's like, okay, I got a new piece of armor. Like, is it giving me better defenses uh and i'd been just sort of following that uh gradient descent (laughs) i guess Mm -hmm. and that carried with it gradually increasing weight yeah and that's how i ended up at heavy armor (laughs) yeah no
0: and that's the thing is i actually think it's it's really is these things that excuse me um, mathematically are difficult to actually sorry about that uh, there's no way i can edit that out of the, podcast, <laughs> by the way, that's just there
2: you will not edit that out <laughs> no, of that. No, no, do, no no let's no. be clear you could you won't
0: write it down bro
1: all right I'm but now to... we talked about
0: it a bunch i can't yeah, edit now it out. it's can. gonna be no, really it's weird gonna like be nothing happens and it's just like
1: oh i can edit that out like
0: <laughs> 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 for context we do very little editing for the podcast so they're just people who are listening they're just here for the ride um but yeah that's right But so the thing is they, they do something really interesting in this game where they balance these mathematical equations with things that you have to judge the value of yourself for your build, like rolling. How good is your roll? That is something you have to value for yourself. Um, and poise. How valuable is it that you get off what you're trying to get off? And so you have to, to factor that in for what you're trying to do. And so that's what makes people come up with really weird stuff for PvP. That is like some weird build where they have a ton of armor on or whatever and they just don't care. And especially think like you're you're PVE-ing, for example, and nothing does any damage to you and you have a million SS flasks and you just sit there and you just smash things and you just kind of heal afterwards. Or, for example, in this game, you have these talismans that give you uh, – I'm trying to say uh, sustain. There we go. I was trying to say Mm -hmm. restore. But Mm -hmm. sustain, right? There's like the red and the blue – when you parry someone, not parry someone, when you repost or critical hit, I think is the actual technical term, because right. you can do it backstab-wise also. Well, I don't
2: think you can repost without parry, technically. Yeah, But I you wonder, can critical if you hit without parry. Break. I don't know. We don't need to get into it. That's yeah. probably not right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's true. We're figuring that out. But yeah, like, for example, like, you can sustain off people so then health becomes more valuable. So this is like, weird stuff. But yeah. Um, it's it, For me, it's because for me, I optimize for rolls and looks. Yeah, I was gonna say, we
2: just placed fashion souls i don't care if the armor has better stats if it doesn't look good we're not wearing it
1: that's true well there's actually a <laughs> decent amount of armor that has additional like effects mm-hmm. yeah um that are quite easy to miss some of them are actually you really just have to read the description of the armor to find yes. it uh, so like one of them that i've been rocking mm-hmm. and of course um this is where I lose McCoy's respect. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's right here in this moment. Or I was here. Strengthens jump attacks.
0: <laughs> okay, there we go. So wait, this is fascinating because I have not yet seen armor that benefits attacking styles. Right? I've seen armor that benefits defensive styles. But this is interesting. And by the way, this is a huge lesson to everyone. Do read the description of every weapon and apparently every armor. That you pick up which means you have to like go into the right menu and you have to like hit x or something to like switch the whatever but read it because you want to know like what is the deal with this and yes there's lore on there too but there's also this so that's so cool i i should be reading that for my armor too i did not realize that so thank you that's a huge tip
2: yeah the only time that we switch is like if we have to run through poison or something I see. and then we wear these like ratty not so nice not good looking poison ropes and but then we immediately put the other ones back on when we're done
0: Yeah. I kind of have two armor sets right now Mm -hmm. as the way I'd put it. Oh, three. Mm -hmm. I have three armor sets right now because I think is what I have. And I've settled on this because I think you could have better. You could optimize this better. One of the things I do that is maybe not recommended is I put everything in my chest that I'm not dealing with. And the reason why is because I don't want to spend the time sitting there and going like, what is the best version of this stat. I do that sometimes for a very particular circumstance, but I'm okay with going to my side of grace to do that. But I have a set of armor and weapons and shields that gets me a light roll. And that's for when rolling is the most important and blocking is still relevant somewhat. Then I have a set for just general adventuring, which is like medium armor. It's a medium roll and it looks really awesome. Um, you saw that one rolling around. Um, Oh, they also saw the light one, too, with, like, the shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, and then the third thing that I have is a set of mages' clothing that is very specifically very good against a lot of different things, like holy and fire and those sorts of things. So it's, like, it's like they sacrifice a lot of the physical defense for the more magical ethereal defense, and I'll put that on in particular cases. So
1: that's kind of my role. Yeah, I've noticed that that exists, that, like, magic versus physical dichotomy exists at the light and medium mostly at the light armor okay. actually but to some extent at the medium but i have not found that at the heavy armor. does that mean the heavy armor gets both yeah heavy armor seems mostly balanced between the two That's cool
0: yeah it seems like anti-magic is like you're gonna put on some magic ropes or something you know what i mean it feels like it's super light mm-hmm. yeah that's cool and so that's that's the thing is like They so so Adam told me this one time and I've been testing this throughout all the series. I don't think it's entirely true, but it's the right model to to get you so much of the way. But he was saying things like there isn't like a best weapon exactly. And he's like, Yeah, there is, like technically, and like if you go to PvP forums, they'll they'll tell you what it is and they'll tell you what the sets are. But generally, like all of the weapons have their own value in some way. Maybe some of them are like a little weak. And some of them are a little strong, but it's like the idea is like there's like a set balance. And so because I was saying like I was talking about starting gear and people have talked about this a lot. In fact, I was coaching someone coaching. I mean, randomly, but they were just like, yeah, I'm starting the game. Like, what should I play? Should I play Wretch? Which is the one where you start with nothing, no armor, no nothing. Um, yes, you should play Wretch. <laughs> okay. So I told them not to play Wretch. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I said because some of the starting gear that you start with in this game, you could literally use to the very end. That's
1: how good. That's the exact reason why you should play Red. What do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you want that experience where none of the armor you pick up ever matters? Mm. Mm-hmm. This is a fair
0: case. Yeah. But do you want a katana right away? That's up to you. So, fair. Super fair. Um, and, and so that's the thing, right? Is it's like because of the way that this game doesn't say you got a common longsword. It's a white coloration, which means it's very uh, not rare and you can get it at any time, but it's just strictly worse than a legendary longsword, right? Because of that concept, like, yeah, it's true, there are weapons that are probably better you can get later in the game and stuff like that, but I, I have found a few that are basically strict upgrades of other weapons. Yeah. Hmm. And there's there's been a few throughout the series as well. Um, but it ends up being it's like close whereas like legendary to common is usually unrecognizably far if that makes sense and so this is what i'm saying like throughout the series i've tested this theory that, that adam gave me and i will say yeah it's actually true like there are like better versions for sure especially with better movesets and stuff like that but also just you're talking better stats right like better damage yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm talking like it's it's the same moveset better stats yeah. like it's the same move set to the extent that you can dual wield it with the other one and have it do the dual wield moveset
0: and that's something that's kind of new here too guys did you know it's dual wield is not necessarily the same weapon but the same weapon tier as displayed by your inventory right and then those can all do the dual wielding do you guys know that i was testing that earlier Hmm. do you know what i mean by that yeah Yeah, i I did not know
3: until mccoy told Mm me no i i don't know what you mean
0: okay so james there's dual wielding in this game it's pretty cool you can't block though
3: well yeah i know (laughs) that yeah
0: but so basically, you know, James in the menu where like like weapons will, will stack out to the right. Yes. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Anything yeah, yeah, in a yeah, row, yeah,
0: yeah. can be dual wielded.
3: Yeah.
1: With itself, with other things in the row. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure if it's in anything. Okay. I think it's like if it's the same move set. Okay. And then it it does, like something else. Yes.
0: Your L1, which would traditionally be a standard light attack from your second-hand weapon becomes a two-handed, well, strike between both of your one-handed weapons. Yeah. You're right. I haven't thoroughly tested this, but I just know that I had some weird thing that was not like a scimitar at all. And I was dual-wielding it with the scimitar and I was like, okay, that's good to know. Hmm. Yeah. It it might be. Okay. I yeah. I, I'm not like, super confident on that one, but I just know that it was like way surprising. Things with different names were dual-wieldable is sort of what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so strict mm-hmm. stra- stat upgrades. That's cool to see um, because you can literally beat like, for instance, like Dark Souls one with a long sword. I mean, Zoe we did it, you can see on the YouTube channel um, with straight like the long sword and that's like a totally viable way to play. And so because of that, you really wanna think about like, what do you actually like, like the move set of basically. For PVE, I would say that's essentially enough mm-hmm. is do you like the move set? And then, do you think it looks cool? And so then you can kind of just, like, figure that out. Um, Cool. Yeah?
2: Okay. I know that this is essentially Dark Souls, and so it's all about the combat. Hmm. But should we spend, or can we spend a little time talking about the actual, like, open world element to this game? Yeah. Because I think in particular, this week in playing it, um, I've been really impressed with the open world that they've created here. I think it's really... I think it's an open world that, like, true open world games would be jealous of, basically. Not in every way, but I just think it's really um, deep. Like, there's just so, like, every time we think that we're done with an area, we kind of, like, go back and we check our markings, like, oh, no, we have a couple more things to do. There's just, like, kind of, not endless stuff, but all the stuff that we've done has been interesting and meaningful and different. We've found some like truly crazy, incredible things in the world, even as many hours in as we are.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I just kind of continue to be impressed with the actual world that they're putting you through.
1: Yeah, I think I, I've been thinking about this too, and like, I, I think in the last episode we were like, "Wow, the world like keeps getting bigger. It's fucking mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Like, holy yeah. shit!" Um, and I think a lot of games, especially open world games, will be like we've got like a like really huge world. And then you like go and play it and it's like, well, okay, so they made this huge world and they're like, oh God, what can we put? Yeah, yeah, like
2: copy paste tires into every, mm-hmm. it's just the same yeah. thing over and over again. And,
1: yeah. and this does not feel like that. This feels like, okay, we've got a lot of cool ideas. I don't think we can fit into this area. Let's like add mm-hmm. some. Yeah. More. <laughs> add it add in a,
0: a castle or a tower that's on an island you can't get to that you
3: teleport to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. or like, yeah. I guess m- and there's like there's like secrets everywhere. Yeah. There's just like little things just all over the place. And it it really does feel like like full. Like I've played many yeah. open world games, well, numerous, I guess not many, that that feel like like empty. But this one feels full. Yeah. Guys, I've been joking about this, but I've been seriously considering making
0: us play Assassin's Creed after this, and <laughs> I I feel confident saying this an hour and a half into a podcast about Elden Ring, where most of the Assassin's Creed fans have left already or something. But dude, dude, the difference in depth of interesting things between that game and this game it puts Assassin's Creed to shame. Like it's it's hur- mm. it's hurtful. Like the difference here, mm. and yeah. yeah, and I I I love that about this game. So I as a standard practice, like I don't like open world games because I don't, like I loved Oblivion. Like I loved all sorts of open world games and I've loved all all sorts of ones over the history, but I just don't like that giant world, very little intention, very little design, very little beauty, very little interest, very little difference. And I feel like this game makes an incredible case that open world can be amazing if you want it to be. You just have to do the best that everyone's ever done. (laughs) You know, it's fine yeah yeah but i would say there are patterns here there is a bit of copy and paste here for sure sure but the copy and paste they do it in this way that they actually teach you progression like i don't know if you guys saw this but you know dungeons are like pretty copy paste in the premise like you're gonna walk through you're gonna see like a boss door then you're gonna go further in you're maybe gonna fight some
1: skeletons if you have holy damage they don't come back which is sick um yeah yeah I've definitely noticed patterns like another one is you see like some ruins isolated. There's probably a basement there. Exactly. Exactly. With potentially a chest at the end of it or something
0: like that. But what I will say that they do is they innovate on the formula a little bit where one of the I thought this is so genius. One of the dungeons doesn't have a boss at the end of it or so it would seem because it's actually underneath an elevator or because it's actually behind a fog door that you have to or a, like a illusory wall yeah that you have to walls. break and you're like i am accustomed to the dungeon being looking this way and as a result this is not right something is wrong with this dungeon and it actually convinces you to go for forward and try more and learn more about it and, and seek more and that is such an interesting way to play off of the like, copy and paste formula that they have for some of the pieces in this game. I was just like, wow. They're even playing with that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and I feel like there's a good balance between them where, you know, like, so far, like, there's, for example, there's like, there's a minor Erd tree in uh, every section, if not more than one per section, like, that we've opened up, and they are all very similar. Like, you get the same things from them, and you fight the same, essentially the same boss from each one, but they do enough to make it get a little bit different. Um... And I would not be surprised that at some point they, like, really mess with it or do something bigger. Um, But I I think that those pieces that are constant, like, there's one of those walking bell mausoleums. There's several throughout the world. So there's some of those things that are kind of copy-pasted, but then there's all this other really bizarre, interesting, amazing stuff. And sometimes when you stumble across it, I think the other piece that I'm really enjoying about it is, like, you sort of never know if it's going to be just like a one-off small thing or if it's going to open up this like huge underground amazing area that's totally going to take you hours and hours and hours to clear Um, or McCoy and I stumbled across this thing today has like these three teleporters in very quick succession that like fully just take you to like oh yeah I'm like oh it's probably like some weird little thing and the first one you go through is like and welcome to a new world yeah Um, no kidding whereas I'm assuming it's like somewhat small it's not obviously the same size as this, but it's just like, there's so many things in this that just like really open up and offer you these like huge, really different um, areas. Like yeah. really, there's so much variety in terms of enemies and the scenery and they just teleport you to these incredible places.
0: So that's Dark Souls 3. That's what Dark Souls 3 did. So Dark Souls 1 had one of the most incredible maps of all time because it, everything was connected and they had these incredible elevators that would connect you shortcut wise between mm-hmm. areas. And they didn't give you fast travel until the very, very, very late stages of the game. But you didn't need it in this incredible way that they designed the world so interconnected that you didn't need fast travel. Like it was incredible. It was incredible. And they've essentially never done that again. And I actually was wondering if any game can ever do that again. Like it is part of the reason why in, in many ways that was the best map design I've ever seen in any video game ever because they literally took away fast travel from you. And they had to literally in two, three onward, give give it to you immediately mm-hmm. because they could not recreate the masterful way with which that world was uh, interconnected in this like vertical way where you'd be like fighting through some crazy, like, you know, mid game thing. And then you'd have an elevator take you down to like the, the start of the whole game. And you'd be like, what? That's above this. And it like allegedly works out, you know, uh, in space. But, but this game, like it, oh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah, like this game, it has an incredible like map design in its own way. But they, they, they put Dark Souls 3 elements in there. Because Dark Souls 3, right, was the most opposite from Dark Souls 1 that could exist. That's where, that's where I was trying to go. Is that it's the most opposite. Where Dark Souls 3 is like teleports right away. You just teleport into new weird lands. They're totally different. They feel totally different. They look totally different. You're just, you're just gone. You're just in another world. And it's cool. 'Cause you love the other world, it's beautiful. And so you accept it. But here, they like connected the world and then we're like, you know what? We can we can teleport you to some weird place too. Yeah. That'd be cool.
2: It does kind of feel like I think it was I think Rafael, you really want to say this earlier, like it feels like they had like a really long ideas board and they had some stuff they're like, Well, we don't know how to get this like kind of like purple night sky ancestral spirit world in here so what if we just like we'll stick that underneath as well and we'll let them teleport to it or like oh we had this idea for this other like crazy and they just kind of like put everything that they'd ever thought of into this game because it's 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 yeah it's pretty impressive i think
1: i i did also want to add like on the repeating patterns i think another thing they do really well that helps a lot with it is that there's just enough patterns like in a lot of these games where they've got like a formula it's like oh there's like three different kinds of collectibles Mm -hmm. and it gets very repetitive but like here it's it's done sparingly enough and with enough different like formulas that it doesn't feel like unless you like go out with the intention to hunt a specific one uh generally like by the time you see another iteration of something you'll like vaguely remember the last time but it's not, it's not like you're you're being inundated with them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not like the only three things in this game are minor earth trees, churches, and caves. 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 There's, is a classic there's so much more variety than yeah.
1: Because because ca- yeah like there's at
0: least three different kinds of caves. Exactly. <laughs> but like you see one of those uh like statues that points you towards the cave and you're like oh cool so I just go along the side of this thing and I'll find a cave down in some weird place like that's
1: totally mm-hmm. fine. And the cave. Wait wait wait. Which statues are these? Have you ever seen? The ones that have like a bent over kind of witch looking lady with oh. a crown,
3: maybe. Oh, those point you towards caves. cave. Yeah. Okay, good to know. But if you find
0: the cave, they disable themselves. Good so, to know. You know I mean.
2: Yeah, if you ever go up and try to interact with one and you can't, it means you've already done, you've completed that that little dungeony cave. Yeah. But if you go up and you interact with it, and she, they'll light like a little blue candle in their hand and it points down in the direction of a dungeon.
1: Yeah, and it says something to the effect of like lighting the way for those who seek to return to roots.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, it's a specific dungeon type, right? It's all the ones that yeah. have those like green <sighs> double boss doors and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, like infested by the roots of the, the
3: I guess, see, yeah, I think, think I only ever dungeons. found ones that were deactivated, so I didn't know you didn't even think to, like what, what they try.
2: did. That just means you're really doing a good job finding all those caves. Great job. Great
3: job. Well, James. I mean, it, it's like it, it was uninteractable. But, first off well done <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: right i think i found two that were uninteractable and then didn't bother so anymore. what i will tell
0: you james is that if you go up to them and they ooh, do you have to interact with them to put them on your map they stay on your map until you've completed the dungeon you do okay oh james is in trouble now huh. yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah i think like i was watching mccoy and i was like wait what is that right. on your map i thought i'd like fully explored that area and then I, I guess I'd never seen that on my map before mm. uh, because I'd mostly been finding the dungeons on my own. There were a couple where I found the statue and then I immediately went to the dungeon. So I'd never looked at the map in between. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I just think as someone who I like open world games and I play open world games with some frequency, but they are frequently bad um, or not what you want from them. This open world is just, yeah, It I think it should make a lot of open world games jealous and worried that Elden Ring is coming for their open world market.
0: Well, and, and that's what I thought about um, Breath of the Wild. <sighs> I was like, Breath of the Wild is, yeah. is just is just putting to shame all of these Western open world games. And then this game comes out mm. and puts Breath of the Wild to shame. Well. I think.
2: I think they have very different markets and very different purposes.
0: I don't care. I think this game destroys okay. that game. Well,
2: you're also the OG Dark Souls fan.
0: No, because because here's what I'm telling you. Breath of the Wild was incredibly creative and interesting. And first of all, the one thing that it has over this game is definitely jumping off a mountaintop with like the kite or whatever. The, the glider. glider. Wait, Yeah. yeah wait. Oh, here's God. a real poll, Do you guys though. think late can game we, we get the glider? glider? Yeah. Can
2: we take this pull? <laughs> McCoy thinks that late game you get a glider in this game.
1: No, I actually think DLC. I DLC. I don't think that. Okay. Because, yeah, like, after playing Breath of the Wild, any other open world game, I was just like, fuck, where is my glider? Mm -hmm. This is just like, I can't do this.
3: I want to go home. Just
2: to have it on record, I don't think that you get a glider in this game.
3: Yeah, I don't think so either. This game is all about the weight of your character. Like, I I feel like a glider is just anti that, Yeah, you know?
2: They have done the classic Zelda thing, though, and the classic, like, really good open world game, though, of... They give you these amazing vistas, and you can go everywhere that you see. Yeah. Somehow. And you don't... It might take you a really long time to figure it out, and you might fight with the game for a while to be like, how the fuck do I get up to that tower? Um, yeah. But so far, you go everywhere you see, which I think, I don't know, it's kind of an arbitrary rule for me, but I think that's a rule of a good open world game.
3: Yeah. yeah. I agree.
1: On on the Breath of the Wild comparison, I, I actually... I don't agree as strongly as McCoy put it, I guess, but like, I agree that this is a better open world than Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, but I feel like it is, it is honestly like it heavily inspired yes. by Breath of the Wild. And in, in many ways, it's a love letter and to to the way yes. that Breath of the Wild did mm-hmm. its open yes. world.
0: You know what From Software did? They literally did this. They waited with open world games. They were looking around. Could Dark Souls be open world? I don't know. Let's put out Sekiro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's put out Dark Souls 3. And then Japan comes out with an open world, Breath of the Wild. Nintendo specifically lights the way and says, this is how you do it. And they go, cool. We'll do one of those. They don't They don't copy Assassin's Creed. They copy fucking Breath of the Wild. And you're like, okay. But the thing is, for me, Breath of the Wild was one of the most, like, incredible games to explore. Like, it was just such a a fantastic game to explore and to be like i can be over there and they showed you the resources that you wanted on other mountaintops right and you could Mm -hmm. see there and be like i'm gonna go there but what i will say is that i think they ran into problems with just they didn't have in my opinion like almost like a loot system that that supported the exploration like they could give you more stamina that's cool they could give you more weapons that broke instantly they could give you armor like they could give you What was it, Karak seeds?
2: Bananas. I mean, I I disagree lightly. I mean, I do think it's like it's both a really good comparison and like kind of a nonsensical comparison because I don't think it's really the same markets. I guess maybe it is. But basically, I think that Zelda had – not Zelda. I think that – well, Breath of the Wild. Yeah had a much chiller exploration vibe and had a more, at least for me, the way I play like like, more of an emphasis on, like, crafting and cooking and, like... So that's why I, like, went to New Play. I'm like, oh, I can see that over there. I'm going to go check it out. And it's like, oh, we get a new kind of fruit. Now you can make new recipes. Which probably applies to, to this game in some ways, but to me is, like, really not the driving factor between why we're going places in Elden Ring. Like, we aren't really going places in Elden Ring to attempt to find a new species of banana. Um... <laughs> or like to be able to craft new items, right? That's like not sure. what we're doing. Um, we're going because this is this is Dark Souls, and you go there and you beat the boss, right? Yeah. Um, and I think Zelda had like kind of story mode. This one has story too. They're both kind of story light, but I just think they're really different in terms of like motivation for why you play.
0: <laughs> this meme says Souls fan, like looking at a a butterfly and it says. Literally any game mechanic, and it just says, "Is this creating? Uh, is this cheating? Not only the game, but yourself."
2: That's the most McCoy meme I've ever seen. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That's why I mean, that's why we had to have the Dark Souls horn-, horn for so long in this podcast because any other game that we played, McCoy was just like, "Yeah, but Dark Souls."
0: Yeah, because Dark mm-hmm. Souls actually, I think it's like once you learn to play the game the way that it wants you to play it, it's like you really do, you really do become bolded in that, and you look at other games and you're just like. What am I even doing? Like, what's even the yeah. point? I just I just hit light attack 14 times. But that's I...
2: why I think that's why I said I think open people who make open world games should be worried right now. Because this one is so good as an open world game that I am sitting there being like, I could totally play this, I could play Dark Souls. And I think that they have I almost I don't know, maybe I should try and you play it have the third to. week. But you talking saying so to, much shit, I am but she isn't so starting not it though. I know but you wait, got a PC. Here's why. Because none of you guys are really going to do the, like, summoning. Like, none of you guys need the game to be easier, right? Because you all have skill caps that can easily accommodate this game. Where, But I think my theory is, and from what I've seen, not having done it, but just having, like, seen you collect this stuff, is there's a ton of opportunity here, right? They clearly wanted to make this game approachable to anybody by giving you a lot of tools to make it easier. And if that's true, if suddenly... Elden Ring is an amazing open world game that anyone can play. Like I I don't know why you would play Assassin's Creed. Basically.
0: Yeah, so I will tell you with great certainty that this is not accessible to everyone, <laughs> that it is not a game yeah. that you can do. Um however, I'm targeting you and I'm targeting your sister. Your sister's an open world fan, and yeah. she likes Assassin's Creed. And I'm I'm already trying to convince her to come over next weekend and literally train her the whole day. Mm-hmm. And we laugh. Oh, that's so funny, McCoy. Yeah, you want to train me for nine hours? I'm like, bitch, strap on.
2: Um, <laughs> strap up and strap on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice strap for <laughs> on for this training.
0: Let's go. <laughs> oh. But, right. but the, the thing is, though, she's the Assassin's Creed fan. Mm -hmm. You are in between. You could potentially enjoy this, especially if you let me teach you, which is something that
2: you might not like. Well, you might not like how I play.
0: Well, it depends. I'm
2: going to do jump attacks. (laughs) And I'm going to ride that fucking horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. All right. All right. All right. Listen. Listen. (laughs) Praise the jump attack. If you want to do that, that's fine. Because it'll be interesting for me to watch something different.
2: What if... Okay. So how about this? What if this week I play Elden Ring, but I ride the horse, do jump attacks, and I my I just go right for the halberd. Yeah. Like, do we get a divorce?
0: Yeah. Do we get a divorce?
2: Exactly <laughs> it's more serious than a breakup.
0: Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I actually think, I, I, I'll i say it now, I, I do not think
1: you will have success that you think you will with the halberd. Yeah. Jump attacks? I'm, I'm yeah, mostly joking with the halberd. I think even, like, the horse, all of these things, like, they all have – points where they are weak Mm -hmm. in the game or where they're taken away from you
2: yeah hey did you know that those are called legacy dungeons i just think it's a beautiful term i had to google something for us yesterday about i don't know what and it was it was talking about the legacy dungeon stormvale castle is the term that they are used to describe them as a legacy dungeon which means Uh, they take away your horse and it's essentially dark souls
1: hmm. and it's Um, great i think there might be a specific like mechanic slash location later called the legacy dungeon yes i mean i i've tried not to spoil myself on it but the wiki tends to use it in terms of like is this optional an optional boss or not
2: oh Hmm.
1: this one is required to reach the legacy dungeon interesting oh weird Mm.
2: maybe it's not a dark souls i don't know what to find out
1: all i can say you guys but on that on that note
3: the 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 goats? Oh yeah, <laughs> that roll? the goats that, that oh roll my God. Away. <laughs> They're they're fucking. They are hilarious. so funny. Oh God, we were just dude. looking
2: at them, and essentially we're like doing something totally serious. They get spooked
3: and just yeah. like roll themselves into a
1: ball and they're spin hysterical. away. So, just <laughs> you wait. There is more in store on yeah. that
0: no way that's a great hint that was so funny because i remember like your sister was here and we were like showing her the game and Mm -hmm. she's like yeah this coworker of mine's been talking about it i guess like i mean she doesn't talk like this i'm kind of making fun of her but the point is like for no reason she's totally kind and does not deserve to be made fun of but the point is you're sitting there going like yeah i'll try it and we were like having this like epic fight like with this like crazy i mean like james you saw it right so we can talk about like the like the fire like mage just like spitting all the fire right and then like like turns into that like other mm-hmm. crazy. Like, oh, in that really
2: creepy town where like yeah. everyone's been hung, everyone's dead, and everyone's crazy.
0: Oh, the almond killer. I think so. Yeah, it's the no yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, perfumer. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 the perfumer into the almond killer. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and we were there like like still, like there, and it's like the super epic fight. She's like, oh my god, I love the atmosphere. It's like, so cool. I'm like, oh yeah, you'd love Bloodborne. Like, it's kind of like a Bloodborne village. And we're like, sitting there and we're doing stuff, and then eventually like this goat just rolls, and literally it's just like this like tension that we didn't know everyone had, and just like sh- everyone just fucking <laughs> laughing. Like, what the fuck is that, dude? Yeah, because the whole time we're like, I don't know if I can beat this guy. We'll see. You know, like what's their damage? Like, ooh, we have a lot of Estes, but they're strong, right? And then all of a sudden this goat just rolls, and she's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's troll-y. They have a sense of humor for sure. It's good. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I I did some searching to see like why why do the goats roll, and I didn't find a good answer. I have the feeling that it's a reference to something, but I can't quite place it. And I I didn't find it searching, uh but I did find a very good interpretation, which is it's a reference to the fact that Dark Souls players roll at the first sign of danger and just <laughs> keep rolling.
0: <laughs> There are enemies I in the previous that games the that reason. roll like that. Like skeletons roll like that. And they're, yeah. Yeah.
3: They do. And like the weird like golem guys and the and the massive lake. Those
0: guys are troll as fuck too, huh? Oh my god.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's
2: just a lot of troll.
3: Those like cartwheel. Yeah, yeah they, they, they cartwheel with massive clubs.
0: Okay, so then how do you guys feel about the art yeah. style of this game, right? I, too, have been, like, a little bit up and down on it, depending. But I think I think I might be full in now. Like, okay.
2: Really? What were the moments you've been down about it?
0: So, it's a bit disgusting at times. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, For it me. Is. Whereas if you think of fights like Dark Souls 3, the dancer, the elegance, the beauty of it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, you know, Margot, people love...
1: Like, body horror? Yeah. I still dislike the, like, grafted stuff. uh. But I think it's, it's shown a lot of other stuff that I, I have really enjoyed like I even really enjoyed the scarlet rotten hmm. uh, to my surprise
2: yeah I don't know it's also like it's interesting because enjoyed is really not the right word for like those grafted enemy like they are
1: <laughs> yeah
2: gross disgusting, disgusting. disturbing like yeah. nobody really likes them but I do think they're cool
3: yeah
2: and well done and interesting yeah. yeah I I do okay I have a theory about this too I'm not sure if I'm I'm not sure about it. I think that this game has more like quote unquote anime than the other souls games that I remember. Cause like that fight with Godric, the grafted, right? When he like walks up to that, and you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And he walks up to that fucking dragon and puts the dragon's head on his arm. Like that's the the skull.
0: He pulls the skull out of the fucking dragon's head.
2: Yeah. Whatever he does. It's fucking crazy.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's, It's so anime.
3: And then he flamethrows you. It's so melodramatic. He is so melodramatic. And there's another,
2: um, in a, I don't think James has done this fight, so I'm not going to say any names for it, but there's a a fight that will not be named later, where you fight a lady (laughs) who, in her second phase, does the most anime, like, frame face, like, it's just, I sat, my sister and I were watching it, and we were just like, anime.
3: It's yeah. so it has some of yeah. these moments
2: in it that you just <laughs> yeah. it's almost like I can't think of another game. It's just it's so anime and you're just sitting there and like that is um Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I think it's I kind of like the rolling goats. Like it's such a serious, dark world and such an intense combat structure and like such it's like it's like a very serious, intense game and then there's just like rolling goats and anime occasionally. Yeah. I think it mm-hmm. adds a really yeah, nice balance have... of levity.
1: I have fought some very strange Mm -hmm. enemies, uh, that I'm guessing you guys probably haven't gotten to. Um, But yeah, they've made me sort of like tilt my head to the side and be like, "What? (laughs) Like (laughs) Like, what? What is this person creature?" Yeah, like the creativity
0: here is weird. It's something that would come out of me, but it's clearly something that comes out of someone and is like fully fledged in its weirdness.
2: Yeah, some of it is grotesque. And it, that's been a the theme with all the games. But, like, there was an enemy we thought fought. Yo, James was watching us. Okay, the Tyrannosaurus
0: the Tur- blank. The doga- right?
2: No, the, the, T- the dog- yeah. Dogosaurus Rex the is dogs? the official name. The dogs?
3: Yeah, that shit is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: hilarious.
3: Those things are outrageous. Like, what the fuck is
2: that? But then there's also, like, right? There's, like, Dogosaurus Rex and rolling rolling goats. And there's also, like, those 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 creatures that are, like, giant silverfish, but they're people and they like are in the water and they're kind of like face down in the they had a very similarly similar um, enemy in one of the souls games that i find very disturbing like i just really don't like i don't like them they have like a scuttly run and they're just super nasty the ones in one of the, D- the dark souls games had like long hair over their faces they were awful and they would grab you and it was like viscerally unpleasant yeah so it's i don't know it- it's got like a real contrast between those two types of things and I just think... I don't know that I enjoy it, but I think it's gripping Yeah. in terms of art, art direction. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So here's what I'd say, you guys. It's taken us maybe two hours of podcast mm-hmm. to get here. Or or in total, if you add it all together, like four hours or some shit of podcast. I think I forgot to mention this earlier, but I'm pretty confident. Yo, this is a masterpiece, though. I think. This is some real special yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Unless...
2: Yeah. There is something truly disastrous in the second, I actually don't know how far we are into the game, second half, second two-thirds of the game. This is a, a straight gold star.
0: I think it has to be. For me, it has to be.
1: Yeah, I think I was telling McCoy, like, before the first episode, it was like, this game is already yeah. a gold star yeah. for me. Like, yeah. I don't put 50 hours into a game over a weekend it's (laughs) not like you're normal that's not a gold star and i think you know
0: it's like we can have so many different discussions about this that and the other and this is good and this is bad this is balanced this is imbalanced i like this i didn't like this but i think like I wish I should have, I should have said this earlier. <laughs> this is a Gabe just ref, made a meme that <laughs> yeah, it's true. He said anyone is this McCoy. Oh my god. We'll it's have to straight post fire. Well, We'll
2: post the memes on the Instagram. You so post it on the Instagram? Yeah, like, we'll post on the Instagram. Yeah, I'll, yeah, kind of yeah after. I'll, I got it. I got it.
0: Holy fuck, it's so good. Um
2: shout out to Gabe when you listen yeah, to this episode you to this? Shout out to we Gabe, were recording bro. as you posted that the, this meme and this is our live reaction
0: that's it's so You're good. Welcome. it's so
3: good That's
2: what every meme <laughs> poster wants is just to hear the live reaction to the people he shows it to
3: holy fuck oh holy my god fuck. but 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 guys guys, it's actually the, it's perfect, the perfect meme. Name. there's no doubt about it yeah, yeah made made for an audio content uh you know yeah, yeah. check
2: out the Instagram at tyranny of thumbs
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. At right. turningthelms at gmail.com on Instagram. Yeah. No, it's not actually. But yeah. It's not a, no, no. no, no, no. But like but guys, like I know I know we're sitting there and we're we're up and down and this, that, and the other. But I just just seriously, like, I I've n I have i do not think I've ever experienced a game with this level of content before yeah. that I love. Mm. Love. I have mm-hmm. felt completely compelled all the time. I am literally sitting here
2: mm-hmm.
0: like contemplating I don't even know, like, how do I work less?
2: Well, yeah, so I was going to reference, like, (laughs) literally, so (laughs) this morning, we got up, we got up a little bit early, we played Elden Ring this morning before I had to go to work. I came home, we're now recording the Elden Ring podcast, but this morning I was like, we were like, wow, I can't play quite as much Elden Ring as we did before, because I had taken two days off work for the release of this game, and I was like, well, what if I just take two more days next week? Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's sort of still that good, and I'm like, I don't know when else we're gonna get to it, you know? Yeah. You just there's a lot of we gotta put a lot of hours in.
0: But I still commit to the idea that if your sister wants to start a new character and have us watch this next weekend, I'm down.
2: But that's hours that we lose, McCoy. We don't have that kind that. of time. That's worth it. Okay.
0: It's worth it because. I'll let her know that we're willing to sacrifice. Presence. Yeah, we're willing to sacrifice.
2: But I also <laughs> I I was looking for those podcasts also to like hear because I I've seen Raphael's hour count grow on Steam. Hmm. Um and I was like I wonder how close to being done he is. And it's it's a little bit shocking to me where Raphael is right now. Yeah. Like, if truly, if Raphael, what you've done is like truly 100% at the, the areas that we're in right now, and you've done Khaled, Khaled,
3: mm-hmm.
2: whatever that place is called. Yeah. And like really not much else.
3: DJ. <laughs> <laughs> well-
2: there is a lot of game I mean, I to, left for us to get through. Yeah.
1: I, I think that I am still less than halfway. Is yeah. The sense that's, I guess?
2: that's wild. Yeah.
1: I think this might be
0: like, I, I was, I'm never the person that says our count is the thing that I value. Yeah. You give me Firewatch, bro. And that's one of the best games ever made. Okay. Sure. And it's short and sweet, but I do feel overwhelmed with how much greatness is in this game. This in the context is... of like, how can you not feel? This is incredible. If it's this much greatness and it's, this is this shit's better than life bro like i don't (laughs) know what to say like it's so
2: good it's so good it's pretty good it's so good it's pretty good
0: you guys they so so keep in mind what you guys are feeling maybe first week and maybe even second week is what i felt with dark souls 3 because you have to understand like like dark souls 1 is, is a true masterpiece dark souls 2 they were like wait and, but keep in mind like oh the, the pc port's like kind of garbage or like it's okay but it's not that great and there was like some weird glitches and people had to like hack it to like make it like 60 fps and like all such other shit and like you could like die on ladders because the physics was all fucked up and so they were like wait there's an audience for our games on pc and the dark souls 2 comes out and the pc port is awesome they put so much effort into it and so much love and they were like never mind our games are gonna be great on pc moving forward And I know people have had performance issues, and I definitely have had some performance issues also in this game, but it has not stopped me from enjoying how incredible it truly is. Um, But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they went really hard. They were like, wait a minute. No, we're going to go hard because people actually, like, they, they recognized people respected this game on PC, and they went hard for it. And then, you know, Bloodborne comes out. They went insanely hard on Bloodborne. And, God, please bring it to PC. I know there's, like, legal hell for that because it's, like, a PlayStation published game. But, like, please bring it to PC players. Jesus Christ. It's one of the best games ever. It's so incredible. You guys, it's so incredible. Like, you you have no idea. It's fucking... It's just so good. Because what they do is they pair light weapons with heavy weapons. Because you have a weapon transformation stance button your L1, which is block. They removed block from the game and they created these weapons that, like, it starts like a straight sword and then you press L1 in the middle of your combo and then you do this anime transition where, like, your sheath is actually a great sword. So you stick your straight sword into your sheath for a great sword and finish your combo with a great sword move. So you can go flowing naturally in combo between straight sword and great sword or straight sword and great hammer or, like, fucking axe and this scythe it's it's fucking insane it's so cool but they just kept going insane with these games and dark souls 3 was like hey this is the end of dark souls they even said like this is the last dark souls game we're gonna make and i don't know if that's always true we'll see But they were like look we're gonna go all out we're gonna give you everything that you could ever want and i was just feasting on dark souls 3 like this is just this might be the best it ever gets and you look at this game and you're like wait you didn't even take a breath I mean, maybe of breath or something, but this is like, okay. So you like Dark Souls three, where we literally went harder than any other game I've ever seen. We're gonna go harder than that. Like, holy fuck! (laughs) I'm not ready. Are humans capable? Humans made this. This is incredible. Like, you guys, this is sixty dollars.
2: This is the Sistine Chapel of video games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like the religious references too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Art so history, true, with Elena. so true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We have more podcasts on this game.
1: Sure.
2: I have a finisher for tonight if anybody wants it, but we don't have to be done yet. But when we're ready, I got a finisher.
3: Let's okay. hear it. I think, I think we, we should end
2: tonight by everyone just stating where y'all headed next in this game. Ooh. I know, right? What? It's really good. Fuck, Where, you know, you're going to go pick up, you're going to start playing again in about 10 minutes when we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Where are you going today?
1: Wait, where are we supposed to oh, stop? I'm sorry. Raphael's been playing all the that time. <laughs> That's
2: why his hour <laughs> count is so long. You know, he just never stops.
1: He just never stops.
0: Why stop? Yeah. Let's start with James.
3: I am going to beat a boss. Okay. Loretta, I think her name is um she's a big jerk rides a horse fires spectral swords at you um and then i'm going to hogwarts mm. fuck
2: yeah enjoy
3: yeah yeah that's that's what i'm doing Thanks. Raphael's like i am going to be
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say anything Raphael, where are you headed next
1: oh uh. So, I mean, I guess I can actually describe where I am. Uh, Right now, I am trying to get to the top of the Divine Tower of Ah, uh Laerna, which is probably Mm. locked for you guys. Yes,
0: but is this the one in Caled?
1: Okay. No. Uh, I already did the Divine Tower of Caelod. We got there really
0: early, but that one's also
1: locked. Uh, But, oh, interesting. It was not, I don't remember it being locked. Anyway. Uh, Lanya Yeah. Anyway, there's a bridge in this tower between yeah. the towers. And there's this crazy balloon rapier boss guy with black fire and he is totally wrecking my shit. He just he's so weird. But I love it. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna die probably fifty more times Good. to him and that's what you love and then after that i am going to head north of lyonia and into the highlands
0: yeah Yeah, no kidding Mm. uh quick question to you Raphael. you don't have to exactly say how but so clearly you can get into the tower of larnia is the the mage place right the like hogwarts place yeah 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 so you can get you can get into the like you, or, or, or theoretically if you can beat a boss it's incredibly hard you can get to the tower for it we haven't figured out how to do that yet but there's also what seems like a church if you look at the screenshot we posted at the beginning there's a church on the left side here up on this highlands have you gotten there
1: uh so let me check the screenshot there is one that i've gotten to and one that i have not uh, the one on the left in that screenshot, I believe okay, I have Okay,
0: because I've been eyeing that motherfucker, I, but I cannot figure it out.
1: I believe it is progression-cated. Okay,
0: because okay, I can't find a way in yet, but I have been looking at it like, um, yeah.
2: I have, yeah.
0: I want that bad boy.
2: McCoy has wanted that for so long, and I have, he at one point was like, Google it. So I have Google it, and I have told him, we can't get there yet. And he has still asked everybody we yeah. know how to get there.
1: <laughs> you got to do some classes. <laughs> yeah. Good to know.
2: All in good time.
1: Yeah some very long quests that's the way i like the quests
2: nice and long
0: yeah and hard specifically <laughs> hard <know>. and long <laughs> hard and long that's the way this game is and that's the way we like it whoa 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 uh, we don't talk about yeah that. exactly exactly <laughs> it's I'm not gonna, a pickle I'm podcast a pickle, yeah. <laughs> um, so where are we going Elena? pickle ahead
2: where are we going mccoy
0: i think we've got some 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 eyes to dot in this particular area, the mm-hmm. area. we got
2: to clear out this swamp
0: yeah, and the North place that James is talking about being, yep, that has some grafted situation. We've got some of that, and we're trying to do that whilst still not making the game trivially easy.
2: We're consider we we actually had a conversation I think again this morning. And we were like, should we just die with our souls a couple times? Yeah. Like if we're fully clearing everything, we've got like thirty k. Do we just jump off a cliff and forget about it so that we don't make the game too easy? But hearing from Raphael, so that might not be a problem. I have
1: not had that yeah. issue yeah if that's yeah in fact actually there was a point where i was like you know what actually i feel like i am supposed to have progressed more than mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. and i spent a bunch of the golden runes that i had yeah. picked up and leveled up my vigor okay. yeah so that i didn't get one shot anymore yeah. because why have a flask if you get it's one it's
2: true shot? it does make it not so useful
0: yeah man it's it's so funny because it's like such a stupid thing, but I constantly think to myself like maybe I should upgrade like mind or FP focus points mm-hmm. because I'm like the bar is so small. I don't use it that much, but I have a flask or two dedicated to that and that flask could be healing for so much more. So it'd be way effic- more efficient if I just had, you know, 20 more stats than that,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just <laughs>
0: like which would ruin the rest of your whole build. But your flask would be pretty efficient. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, respecting yeah. is a thing. Do you know if it's limited? It I think it's limited. Uh but um you seem to get over the course of the game a decent number of opportunities. I have eight, okay. apparently.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No respecting needed yet, but I've definitely made an inefficient build for PvP as everyone else shows me when I fight them and invade their world. Um and or help people. <laughs> But I love it because there's utility everywhere, and I love the challenge. So maybe we won't jump off the cliff with our souls just yet, and just see. <laughs>
2: Stay tuned next week to find out if we do that.
0: But I, I just want to say, you guys.
1: But in short, try <laughs> <Exactly>. jumping.
0: <laughs> like just, just shout out to this adventure we're on. It's just so magical. I, seriously, like I feel like if you're a gamer out there, you, especially a veteran gamer, I would say there are moments in time when you play certain games and you think to yourself. I might have enjoyed this as a kid, but I don't know if I enjoy it now. And that always sends me into this like weird frenzy where I'm like, "Oh God, do I not like games anymore?" Like, "Oh geez, like maybe I'm too old for games." That doesn't seem right. I don't think I'm too old for games, but but this game really fucking sucks. Am I wrong? Other people like this game, and um, I'm not talking about Elden Ring because when I play Elden Ring, I'm like, "Oh no." No, 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 no. We're I'm good. home. Yep. We're good. That other game really did just suck, <laughs> and I've been truly given the confidence I need to say that to the person's face for no reason to make them cry, and that is what it's all about. Um, yeah,
2: Gabe, don't come <laughs> over anytime soon because he's really cry. gonna fuck up Assassin's Creed.
1: <laughs> Yo. So, <laughs> disclosure: I enjoy. I, enjoy I really Assassin's think Creed. that we should. Or play it. I enjoyed. I want I've,
2: I've never played one.
1: Yeah, I would say the game, the series, at least from my perspective, has died at this point.
3: I, um, I've i only played part of an... one Assassin's Creed, and it was the one set in Paris, and everybody had a British accent. Amazing. Um, and um, that was the bad one, like the really bad like Brotherhood one. Brotherhood or something?
0: Maybe Unity or something?
3: Mm, Unity. Well, the
1: RPG mechanics in the recent ones Here. have also... Really destroyed, destroyed the, the, game. the game for me,
0: but they tried to steal Dark oh, Souls combat
1: too, yeah. but of course
2: but okay wait, I'm saying we should we should table this discussion okay the people of the internet should write in at okay. tyrannyofthumbs at gmail.com and tell us which Ooh. one is the best Assassin's Creed game which one should we play and then which one is gonna go up against Elden Ring here in the battle of the game? I think it should be
0: the newest one Odyssey oh. or, right, the, newest one. the newest one is Parbarian
2: uh, people didn't like the newest one so we should let the people decide write in and then I think we should do a week at the end I think it's a great idea
3: all i'm just telling you get those emails in quick
2: you actually have like two more weeks because we got a lot of elder ring
3: yeah it's true but
0: but hey but seriously Mm -hmm. guys yo it's just super fun thank you for fucking joining on this adventure it's been fucking insane um i've thoroughly enjoyed watching all of you play i hope to watch more of all of you play i hope to convince (laughs) Elena's sister to play this is just this is not just the hotness right now this might just be the hotness
2: it's pretty fucking hot. Yeah. It's pretty fucking hot.
0: But like, you yeah. know, for instance, like all the other games have had yeah. their day in the sun, right? There's a release cycle, right? And like, you know, you can be an amazing game and you can have a week or two when people think you're relevant and then it's gone. But this game is literally so dense. I've never seen the world of gaming slow down this long. Do you know what I mean? For a single player game, I've never seen it. Like the world of gaming still yeah. cares about Elden Ring. It's been weeks. That is unheard of, unheard of.
3: It's been like a week.
2: Yeah.
1: I we've brought up the comparison a lot, but I think Breath of the
3: Wild actually did this to mm-hmm. some extent. So to you know, to poke sure, holes in nice. your point. Um <laughs> No please, please, please go. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I you're but right. Very I mean rare. it's it's like incredibly rare that a game that that a single player game lasts more than like three days in yeah. the spotlight at this point in time. And like This one's still here for sure. Yeah, Um, I've seen memes about it at work. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. I mean, I I think that this one is, you know, everybody that I've spoken to is like, this is on the Game of the Year list and it's currently at the top and it's going to be hard to break that, you know? Yeah. And it's... I'm going to get my
2: um, TOT Game of the Year Elden Ring shirts made now just to get them in.
3: <laughs> and you know, I mean, it worked yeah. last time. You didn't even have to and, make a you know, sure.
0: <laughs> that's a Horizon game that I have opted not to play for this game that apparently is very, 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 I'd very to good. Too, yeah. And I'd love to play it, but I and, and it I has a Ooh, well, that's true. We can fight it out then. But all I can say is that I, I think it is a safe bet to say this is the best game that came out this year, probably, at least from my judgment. And I would say, so, I mean, yeah, so far, no,
3: in. no, fuck, so far. Uh, only, only, only forty-seven hours in, for me, it's the best game so yeah. far. You know, I'll come to the end, and I'll probably agree with myself.
2: Yeah, but, we gotta, we gotta, you, you know, know, keep something. You know, we gotta keep the listeners wanting more.
3: You know, it could, it could become the greatest game of all time if you know some crazy demon inside. <laughs> oh. no, you, never know, you never know what's uh, going on. I actually think the imps are fucking each other with the imp statue key, but that's just me. <laughs> they
2: do. <laughs> they look like but they're fucking. We, oh, we no. don't know if they're brothers.
0: That's true. Ooh. Or, yeah.
1: Oh, Or sisters or something. So anyway, <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 but yeah, we, yeah, we we were we developed, we developed. Uh so that's a reference to the council. Yep. Um for those of us you. who do not yeah. know
0: thank you for bringing that um but i would just say like guys guys yeah. this is something that this feels like it feels like fucking world of warcraft when it first released back in the day like obviously it's not the same the world is a mm. different place and the the new cycle and the game cycle is so much faster but i've i've I, I rarely ever see something with with this level of depth that launches and that just takes takes hold of everyone in a, in a mm-hmm. meaningful way and it it gives me such joy to yeah. have multiple weeks to talk about the same thing in a world that like, like James said, three days, they've bet they've beat the best game that we've released in 10 years. They beat it in three days. Cause they're fucking streamers and they're paid to play eight hours a day. And they like literally don't even give a fuck the whole time. And then it's just over for them. Right. This game is still here. And what the fuck? That's crazy. It's, it feels like a throwback. I, I just want to cry. It's amazing. So, thank you. Um, yeah. I really don't want to make another character if I have to play 100 hours <laughs> to get them to max level, though. That's the one thing. And that's why respects are nice. Um, but we'll see.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. Let's go play some other Ring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. And therefore, time for yeah. yeah. Ring. Bye. As Bye. James says. Bye. Bye.